0: Uh, oh, yeah, good morning, good morning, good morning, Sabaho, everybody. Welcome back to the channel, welcome back to the show. Um, I see Davin is in the comments. Good morning, Davin, good morning, Scott, good morning, everyone. Oh, good afternoon, sorry. So, so I keep forgetting the whole time difference, obviously. Um, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of Saturday Morning with Tech. Uh, today is the last live stream of January 2021, um, a month that has not it hasn't failed in surprising us in the amount of things that could happen or could go or could happen in a month. Um, but I'm hoping uh, we always hope that obviously the you know the the, the following or the next month or so on will obviously have much better things uh, to you know hopefully accomplish uh, see and of course just hopefully experience. Um, so with that being said, uh, it is uh, again, episode 56 of Saturday morning with tech, the last episode of January 2021. And I hope you're doing well. I hope you guys are having a great start of the weekend. If you haven't, well, if you already started the weekend, happy weekend. I hope you guys are having a nice chill, um, hopefully better weekend than the last one. So that's one thing to hope for as well. Um, Serbius uh, Ser- is in the comments. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, oh, Greg as well in the morning in the chat. Um, and I kind of just posted it. Just wanted to say good morning. Good afternoon. Good day. sabaho everybody. everybody, uh, because the reality is, depending on when you're watching this, you're going to have obviously a different time zone. Um, with that being said, this week has been somewhat of a busy week. We had um, I'm pretty sure you guys were all uh you know uh i i would i want to say basically uh treat it uh, treat it with uh, obviously the announcement and the videos that we pushed out uh we had the embargo lifted on the xperia pro everybody kind of already knew uh you know everything was going on with that i posted actually three different videos for that one um two in english one in arabic and um and everybody's uh everybody's initial reaction uh absolutely davin absolutely I, I i appreciate you jumping on with that one and um and, and i'll and i'll jump into that comment in just one second i'll, I'll actually let me go ahead and leave it on the uh, sorry this is greg good morning greg uh, i'm gonna leave that one uh right there um earl as well uh with the st card no power break and no 3.5 mm jack so let's um <laughs> Ehlen, Helen, Helen, ehlen, ehlen to all, all my Arabic followers as well. Welcome to the channel. Um, I do need to start, you know, kicking my own uh, buteus maximus and actually just make an Arabic, uh, uh, you know, version of this. Uh, the short, the real thing that, you know, the kind of like just housekeeping, as, as Juan would say, um, you know, so we posted a couple of videos there. I actually started to experiment with shorts, YouTube shorts on the channel. And I think some people got confused, a little bit confused as to what, what is YouTube shorts, what it's creating, what's the intention of it. Uh, The other thing I also posted a couple of uh, videos, you know, the review of the, you know, Galaxy Buds uh, Pro. Um, I think they're overpriced. That's just my initial impressions. I feel like the Liberty Air 2 Pros sound way better for much, much less money. Let's just say that. Um, And then, of course, I also posted a video on the tips and tricks. What are the first 10 things or so that you need to do to your Galaxy S21, S21 Plus, S21 Ultra to kind of get you out of the, you know, just normally unboxing the phone and just looking at it? And then the last thing I did is I posted a video this morning that was a YouTube short. So that was the intention of it. I realized it was a very short video. and it Obviously, it was in a format uh, that a lot of people are not necessarily comfortable seeing. Uh, so, you know, um, the vertical video uh, shorts as what YouTube is trying to do right now is a little bit confusing because it's not very clear as to what actually makes it into the shorts and what runs as just a net regular video because there is no box or option to actually select for that. And we'll get to that. So let's go ahead and start off with the main conversation of the show, which I feel like everybody wants to talk about, anyways. Um, so we'll start off by saying I wanted to kind of acknowledge the the state the statement. I think Davin was the first one that kind of put it in there, or Earl. I think it was Earl. So Earl said. Regarding the Galaxy S21 line of phones that we have this year, there's a little bit of a confusion as to are you upgrading? Are you kind of downgrading a little bit? Are you actually getting a better experience than what you had last year with the Galaxy S20 of series, or even if you had the Note 20 or even the FE, the S, you know, the S20 FE that came out at the end of the year. Um, the comment that you have there, you're right on point there. The no SD card option forces us to actually buy a higher storage capacity. And what they're doing here is that base model of any of these devices start off with 128 gigs of storage. Now, don't get me wrong, 128 is a lot, but we have to keep in mind that they've also upgraded some of the capabilities of these devices. You know, 4K 60 frames per second from all of the lenses is something that will eat up your internal storage. If you love to take pictures and photos and videos and all of that, you're going to run out quick. Plus, You're more than likely migrating from an old device. This is not your first brand new smartphone that you're going to start fresh with. So if you're doing any of that experience and your previous phone, for example, would be the Galaxy S20 from last year that has 256 gigs of internal storage, you can't literally transfer your data into 128. There's just not enough space because more than likely you've already exceeded the 128, but you're not close to the 256. So by default, they're forcing you to a $50 bumper, which means even the S20, the S21 here that we have that starts at $799 is really a $250 more increase because of the SD card. So that was number one. But again, it's a choice. You don't have to do it. That's, I think, the approach that we're looking into. They're offering it in that experience. Um, The no uh, no break in the box. I'm a little bit on the fence on that one, because depending on what you're really looking for, realistically, they didn't they actually downgraded the speed there. So you could potentially use the if you're upgrading from the S20 from last year, use the 25 watt charger and you're getting the exact same experience. We no longer have, you know, the 40, uh, the 40 watt charger or the 45 watt charging capabilities that we saw with the S20. So the one thing that i'm i'm very much wanting to drive into the experience that i what i wanted to talk about the concerns is that having an S20 from S20 Ultra from last year and then going to the S21 Ultra of this year i wasn't really as impressed as i thought i was going to be there was a lot of kind of like oh that's what they decided to do kind of thing and it really kind of made me so I had to go for 50 bucks more on the internal storage. Again, that's a personal choice. You're right. I don't have to go for the Ultra. But that was what I'm going from. This is the original Ultra from the S20, and it was going into the 21. The Note 3.5mm jack, I think we've kind of got used to the fact that not a lot of carriers are going to put that or not a lot of OEMs are going to put in a headphone jack in there. That's just something that I think we just need to kind of appreciate what LG is offering us. And if anything else, for Sony, of course, with the uh, Sony Xperia 1 Mark, uh, the Xperia 1 Mark II, the Xperia 5 Mark II have a good headphone jack that's supported with uh, with the DAC that was actually a high quality DAC. And of course, the V60 with the quad DAC. So those are things that were first and foremost, I was kind of a little bit, I, I knew those. Obviously, we knew this information. This was not something that I discovered as I was unboxing it. The reason why I have inc- the concerns into this is I kind of brought it up on my, you know, the uh, the early episode this week, the best of our week with Juan Carlos. We had an episode earlier this week. We talked, you guys, I'm sure a lot of you guys were in the comments chatting with us as well. And what I noticed real quick so here, Davin uh, jumping is like, I'm concerned about Samsung trying too hard to be Apple. That is absolutely right. It's like they've they've given up on trying to be the Samsung that we fell in love with. And they want to be more of the Samsung of the general vanilla. Well, not necessarily vanilla. It's it's hard to say vanilla because the reality is they do have some features. But it's seriously like becoming almost like the moment Apple does something. Samsung's like, did you copy that? Did you copy that? This was like a weird situation And I understand the philosophy behind it. I I called, I called, you know, I called, I wasn't comfortable with the way Apple did it because their their story didn't make sense either. Like it didn't pass the, must. you know, the mustard test or basically um, what I would say basically didn't pass the smell test. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Uh, you know they weren't they wanted to sell uh, charging bricks they didn't want to include them in the box because if they say and they're trying to save this, the environment, you're not going to include a box with the brick that you're selling that is a separate accessory now. Um, the introduction of it was very you know weirdly done in a way, Most devices or most people that had chargers prior to this year on the iPhone on the the brand new line of devices uh, didn't have a USB-C charging brick. They had a USB type A charging brick. The cable that was included with the iPhones, the brand new iPhone 12 uh, series are all USB-C to Lightning, which means by default, you're forcing people to buy them. That's the kicker, right? It's like the one of those weird things that you see and you're like, okay. And then you see Samsung making fun of them. And then, of course, Samsung pulling their their, their jokes aside. And then they're basically literally taking a copy from it because then they're like, oh, wait a minute. People are buying bricks. We can actually just sell it to them also and make some money as well. Why should we lose money? And because of Samsung coming into it, and we've seen also Xiaomi doing as well with removing it. But I love what Xiaomi did on their introduction, at least what they're attempting to do currently in the, in the ancient market. They're offering you the opportunity to pick up a version of that device, a brand new version for the same price, including the, fi- the fast charging brick that they're using. See, that's the feature that I think what we're missing in the, uh, in the US market right now, because by default, most of us or the people that are choosing to pick up these devices are going to basically have to pick up a new charger if they don't have the right one. If you're coming from the S21, from the S20 to the S21, you already have the charger. It's the exact same one. There's really no benefit in trying to buy another one. If you're coming in from another uh, carrier or another per- another uh, like a version of it where the charging speed wasn't as high or even it was a USB type A connector, you're kind of out of luck because you need to buy the right cable, or you need to basically convert it and try to get the best experience. So, I'm I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm trying to complain. I'm just saying, the excitement that I felt last year when I opened up the box and I got the S20 Ultra was more of an excitement level for me than what I when I what I was able to unbox or actually share with you guys um, as far as the S21 Ultra. It's there. They have some features. I'm not going to deny there's some new things in there. They definitely did some work. Uh, the design definitely looks very nice. Uh, the That brand new uh, shade of black that apparently they they discovered is also nice. But at the end of the day, I feel like I just wasn't feeling that excitement the way I had it last year. And I don't want to make it sound like they're not great devices. I'm just saying it's just best- What you normally expect, like with those informations being there, I feel like honestly that the S21 Ultra may not be what I thought the S21 Ultra was trying to be. It's not truly the ultra. It's an ultra compromise. That's really what it is, because while we throw the word ultra, the best of the best to what Samsung has to offer, we have to kind of look at what Samsung has given us in the past as the best of the best. And when you literally follow an S20 Ultra to an S21 Ultra and you take away the brick, you take away the SD card, you force people to buy more storage. You start up at a lower storage so that people can pay 50 bucks more to get a more storage. That to me is a little bit of a very much not an not not truly just an ultra. There's somewhat of an like I said, a compromise level being done there. Um, Let me see if I missed anything here. Uh, Davin's saying here. Um, I love Flossie Carter's rant. He lit up the Samsung <laughs> about about the charger. No, absolutely, I think Flossie, uh, you know, Flossie has has a truly good concern. A lot of us really need to, we really need to, need to keep uh, hold them accountable to the to the situation of what they're trying to do. I understand the concern. I really understand the the, the ecological impact of having so many chargers not being used. I am not going to be denying that. But the reality of the matter is, whomever's upgrading to these devices are not going to be in my position. More than likely, a person that got the S20 Ultra that is not an enthusiast or a reviewer or a YouTuber, you know, influencer, whatever you want to title them, the people that basically their, um, their work goes around getting access to devices like these. I think they're going to be surprised as to what's not in the box. Somebody that's coming from the S10 Plus or somebody that's coming from the S9 Plus, First, they're going to notice that the Plus model doesn't have a QHD resolution anymore. So you got a drop in quality of display. You lost the SD card because, hey, you know what? It's been a couple of generations. SD cards on the lower models don't exist. But even on the higher end model, it doesn't exist. You also uh, basically switched uh, technology as far as charging because now your charger actually is a 25-watt charger that's not included in the box, but it also uses a cable that you don't have. So even if you pick up the charger and you don't have the right cable, those are the things that kind of make sense, right? Because you could use the adaptive charge, was like the 15-watt chargers that they used to use for many, many years, but that doesn't give you the faster charging. So those are the things that I'm concerned. Those are the people that are upgrading and those are the impressions they're going to start seeing. The S20 series is supposed to be the more popular series. Uh, and obviously right behind the A series because the A series sells more. But again, um, I feel like from an experience of unboxing it, you're going to be like, wow, I'm getting less this year. And that's the trend. I think that's the trend that we're seeing here. Um, I see, uh, <laughs> sorry, Matt Tyler's in the comment as well. Uh, th- always Earl Earl is jumping back in as well, saying, you know, um, you know, Floss always says it, exactly as it is. That's the thing about Floss. Uh, you always know what you're getting with them. And I think I missed a lot of comments. Um, Oh, Howard, uh, Howard Osborne saying, uh, sad to say that the s twenty one Ultra has a good design. Camera so far, uh, it'll be good. okay. so camera so far, it's all about the micro SD. Sad that I'm starting to like it. So the reality is there's nothing wrong with liking the phone. I'm not harping on what the S21 Ultra is trying to be. It's obviously Samsung's direction for the future when it comes down to their smartphones. The S21 is uh, the line of uh, S21s that we get now are a direction. Samsung's saying we're shifting direction. They did this before with the SD card, but back then the consumers voiced their opinions and then they put it back. This time, I don't feel like many people are going to be concerned as much because we're looking also at a higher capacity storage. But there's also the, the, the factor is... If you are, my, my my thing would be this. Some of us may be okay with paying an extra 50 bucks, but some may not. That's the thing. Uh, The fact that if you did come from an earlier generation device that did have an SD card and you do have more storage to actually carry with you, you don't have a way of actually circumventing it. There's no option. There's no, um, you know, after hack or something like that. Using a USB thumb drive, as I've seen some reviewers refer to it, that's not a solution. At the end of the day, when you're looking at a smartphone, you're trying to use your smartphone. The last thing you want to do is like, hey. Remember those pictures that we took last week? Hold on a second. Let me get my USB thumb drive out of my pocket or out of my backpack. Let me put it in the phone and try to do it. All of that actually adds so much inconvenience that it's not really a practical process. The reason why we have SD cards is so that we have our media with us when we need it. If we need to offload the, uh, the media off of the internal storage to allow the system to run faster, we can do that with an SD card. You cannot do that with a thumb drive because a thumb drive by definition is not a permanent storage comp- uh, solution that you have in there. So those are the things that I think a lot of us are looking at. and I, But I think, like I said, at the end of the day, if you like the S21 Ultra, if you feel like, there's no question. There's a lot of things to like about them. Um, obviously, it's running the latest, greatest uh, processor, which, again, is, is not necessarily Samsung's kind of thing, but it's one of those things that you have to kind of keep in mind. Um, let me see here. <laughs> um, Serbiferous is uh, saying, as a... As a European user, the irony of, of the Exynos catching up to the Qualcomm and the S21 series, uh, but then losing the headphone jack, charger, et cetera, and very bittersweet. Absolutely. Uh, the And I'm, I'm still waiting to kind of, I'm trying to see if there's a way for me to get my hands on an Exynos version of the S21 so that I can do some comparisons. I really would love to be able to check out what they have. Um, to answer that, the one thing I forgot to also mention is that we also lost MST. now. MST, I don't think is going to be as much of a big stickler for a lot of people, because the reality of the matter is, if you didn't use the technology, you probably wouldn't have noticed it. So you probably didn't even know it was there. Um, But if you use a tap to pay services, Samsung Pay on your device, and you've come to appreciate Samsung Pay on your phone, you would understand that over the years, the main feature that Samsung Pay first kicked up, first started with was the fact that it supported Magnetic Stripe from MST, the older technology of magstripe, And what happens there is it's the ability of using your phone to actually put next to the uh, uh, the card reader at the terminal when you're paying for your goods, for services or whatever, and it actually transmits it as if you actually swiped your credit card. That was like literally the number one feature of Samsung Pay. Why I use Samsung Pay, that was the factor for me and why it made sense. I never used Samsung Pay for the for the. points that they were giving i never used it for the nfc payment functionality i actually personally prefer google pay over samsung pay but samsung pay made the opportunity for me to use mst which meant i could use it in more places and that's the reason i used to set up samsung Pay on my phones now samsung took away mst from their watches a couple of generations ago so the galaxy s3 frontier was the last one there that was on the watch and it felt like, OK, the watch didn't really make sense. I mean, realistically, we're not all Apple uh, you know, users. going can have a double pass and put it down here. Short answer is you can still use NFC. That was fine. It kept it on all of their smartphones. That was fine. Now we don't have it, but we don't have it in the US. We have it in other markets on Samsung devices. So it seems like it's a selection. It's a choice. That to me was a concern. And that, to me, moves me from using the Samsung Pay service at all and on my smartphone, on my Galaxy device or whatever. I'm back to using Google Pay, which is exactly what I love to use, because for me, Google Pay works on every single phone that I can pick up that's an Android device. Samsung Pay forces me to be in a Samsung ecosystem for no reason anymore. The MST feature is gone, and that would be it. Um, so uh, let's see here, Ali, uh, Ellen we have some some friends hanging in there. Hold on, I'm trying to move it very slowly. Good morning, good morning, Vince, Nova. Good morning. Um, I think there was more in your uh, in your YouTube Shorts than was in the S21 box. <laughs> so I'll I'll, I'll take. I'll I'll take that little catalyst there and we'll talk a little bit about YouTube Shorts. I want to kind of bring that into there with everybody. So YouTube is experimenting or at least bringing in the YouTube Shorts feature as a camera feature that's on in the specifically in the in Indian market. So that was where it was originally started. It's their version of if you had to kind of put together what TikTok is on a smartphone. It has basically a limit of 60 seconds. It had to be basically maximum of 60 seconds. Uh, The title had to be 60 characters or less. That was the other thing. Titles had to be short. Uh, But the main characteristic of the video is that it was not a horizontal video. It was basically a vertical video, essentially the way we hold our smartphones, right? So we are picking it up. It's like TikTok. We're comfortable with that format there. And creating those type of videos and putting them are easily digestible, very quick, very simple, and it gets to the point right away. There's no BS. There's no conversation. It's literally boom, 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 and you're done. Um, I put out a couple of videos. First was the speed test that I did on the the Xperia Pro 5G because I felt like that was a good relevant video to show how fast of a 5G connection can you get on the Xperia Pro because of the UW technology from Verizon. And I felt like that was a good video to start off with. But there was a little bit of hit and miss. I felt like I felt like the the system or the YouTube ecosystem, because it doesn't have a box for us to check right now. There's no way to indicate that this is a short. Um, I think it treated it like a regular video, and everybody saw it. And then I posted another one this morning, about you know a few hours before this one, because I wanted to kind of uh, test the waters with that one as well. And I, got, I think I got a comment from somebody saying, "TK, why are you doing it in this orientation? Like, come on, why? I mean, we're in 2021." Shorts are very confusing. Shorts are very... I'm hoping they make sense. I'm hoping they actually serve or they they work the way they're supposed to. So that's the goal for it. Um, I like the option of having shorts inside of the YouTube ecosystem because sometimes I want to be able to produce a content. Let's say I did finish a vi- producing a video and there was like a little bit of an update that needs to come up about a product, right? Uh, an example would be the 360 audio experience that I did on the video for the Buds Pro I didn't get a chance to uh, to test out the 360 audio. I didn't have the S21 Ultra at the time. So that video was produced and published without that. Now I can make a short for 45 seconds and I can talk about the 360 audio without having to produce an entire video. And 90% of it, I can actually do straight from my smartphone, edit it from my smartphone and upload it directly direct from the phone. So that's the beauty of shorts and that's why I'm liking it. And I hope it does pick up. So that's the short answer. I'm really hoping it does uh, pick up. But to Davin's comment, uh, he's right. There was more in the actual uh, video than there was in the box, because all you got was a cable, some instruction manuals, and a SIM removal tool in the phone. That's that's it. No headphone jacks that we lost that a while back. The adapter from USB-C to USB Type-A lost that by every year. And I think at some point we're going to get the phone without even a cable, that we're going to get to that level, I'm pretty sure. Um. Ali is asking, "Is how is the X? Uh, how is the S twenty one Exynos CPU?" So that's one thing I'm still working on. Um, Ali is, I don't have the Exynos model. I've heard that the basically the twenty one hundred Exynos is as comparable or caught up to basically what the XP, uh, what the triple eight or eight eighty eight is on the Qualcomm side. Um, as far as truly horsepower day to day activity over any kind of concerns that we had in the past with the nine ninety, I'm still waiting to find out some more on that part. Uh, Let's hear Um, note 20 Ultra is boss. Uh, Samsung should uh, should be ashamed of themselves. Ripping off the uh, consumers with these useless offerings. No MST on Samsung pay in the United States. No SD card support support. Plain and simple no sale. And that's really what it needs to be. Uh, If you're considering getting the phone, you really have to weigh in those features. And is it truly an ultra if you have these things being taken away? And I say this because. It was a weird situation. So I went to this grocery store. My grocery store does not have tap to pay. They don't have it. They haven't upgraded it. I know it's 2021 and they did not upgrade their terminals to support Apple Pay and Google Pay. That's just how it is. MST was the only way for me to pay. So after I set up the S21 Ultra, I forgot that it doesn't have MST. So I'm like checking out like normal. I swipe up. I bring up, you know, uh, Samsung Pay and I'm trying to move my phone all around it. And then I, 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 I did not understand why it didn't work. And at the end, when I realized why it didn't work, it was because i am it's too much of a muscle memory. I'm used to having MST that I'm like, oh, crap. So I had to turn off the phone, get my wallet and, of course, use the card, which, again, in the grand scheme of things, not necessarily the worst situation. But again, it was a feature that was the only reason why I used Samsung Pay. Let's just say that for me, Samsung Pay doesn't make sense anymore. Um, it doesn't provide any features above what Google Pay does for me because of the way the service is done. At the end of the day, I can pay using uh, Google Pay on more services on the, directly with, that are linked into app, uh, applications from the App Store. I can pay with most terminals, except uh, obviously contactless payment. Google Pay is one of them there. Um, and it works the exact same thing on any device that I switch over. So if I switch over from let's say a Nord uh, to an S21 to anything at some point in my life, I can actually just activate Google Pay and I'm in the same boat. So why even bother? That that was really more my concern. It's like the, the one thing that made Samsung Pay unique, that made people gravitate to Samsung Pay, is the one thing that Samsung took away, which to me is frustrating. Um, Earl Owens is uh, jumping. In. So, so the cable on the S21 has USB-C to USB-C uh, adapter. Then you have to uh, you told me your old power brick was a USB type A connection to USB type C. I know, isn't it? But that's what I'm trying to say is generally the people that are going to upgrade from an early generation to this one, they're not going to go 20 to 21. They're probably going to go S10 to S21 or S9. And those have adaptive charge, uh, adaptive chargers that have a USB type A connector. So by default, when you make the statement of, well, you have so many chargers, but then you give me a cable that doesn't work with any of the older chargers. Apple did the exact same thing. I mean, I'm not surprised that Samsung's doing it, which I do appreciate the uh, USB-C to USB-C. So if you if you came from an S20 Ultra, you already had the USB-C charger that did come out with a USB charger. But they're assuming that that's the consumer that's going in. So that argument or that statement that they make only makes sense if an S20 device owner is going to the S21. And again, realistically, those are not the people that are doing it. Um, Let me see else what else is going on here. Yes, uh, the S21, uh, sorry, the Exynos 2100 is the new one. And and reality is you're right. Sony starts Sony's conversation makes more sense at the beginning of 2021 with their device that they released in 2020 than it did than it actually even did back then, which was more of a compelling story to start. Now my hope is that 2021. So with the with the Xperia Pro, we have to obviously accomplish or We have to understand what Xperia Pro is. Xperia Pro is. Um, It's truly a prosumer type of a technology. It really means professional when it says the word pro. It's just not a moniker. So it's really a professional tool. It's not really meant for most people that want to buy a smartphone. And that's why I feel like a lot of people got hung over on the whole price tag. Sony is truly producing this this product for vloggers, for streamers, for on-the-go journalists. Those are the consumers. I don't think it was merely meant for us that if we want to just basically, a phone, you know, use a phone to generally, you know, do our day to day activity, take some pictures, share, do some vlogging off the phone. That wasn't really the Xperia Pro's direction. So that I would really, I really appreciated a lot of people's support on that video and it's doing very nicely, actually, which I'm happy about that as well. Um, So Davin is saying here, exactly. So one thing that they did say, um, and I think I forgot whom, whom I was talking to that kind of made the argument for me was, well, if you pre-ordered the S21, you had a credit. You could have picked up a charger for free. So why don't you be happy with that? Well, first, that I think your argument kind of self proves itself if you really think about it. Having to pre-order the phone pre- preemptively tells Samsung, A, that it's okay. B, that, yeah, you gave me some credit to be able to pick it up, but then at the end of the day... Those things typically, you know, again, if you're coming from an old from a generational before, you're having to compromise. Now you're using some of the credit as opposed to applying that, let's say, to a case, applying that to maybe a watch or whatever you want to be able to actually buy something that should have been included in the box. So that's a compromise. I understand you're able to pick it up and I understand that they also said the pricing for those charges are lower but you have to understand the again the premise of what you were you're buying into it you're almost like trying to ease us into a really bad conversation you know what i mean it's like you know i'll give you some good news i'll give you the bad news and i'll end it with the good news but i, I don't really feel that that's the right answer um Ali yes if you have any questions please that's the whole point of the uh, the whole the whole point of the stream literally uh it's me answering questions for most people um so let's look at it here okay um Mabin's actually saying is um i haven't been in the Samsung environment uh, for about seven years. And I was thinking, uh, I was thinking to be in uh, with the new flagship, that's like the S21 Ultra. Uh, I don't know why I'm like lighting up here with notifications because a whole bunch of people are hitting me up or I don't know. Oh, Nifra is doing some stuff that, <laughs> sorry guys. Uh, I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss the comment. So I'm thinking of getting back into the uh, S21. Uh, so the S with the S21 Ultra, will it be worth it for upgrading? Uh, and what is it, and what's it, your view on that? Okay. If you haven't been in the system, in the Samsung system for about seven years, my question, obviously, uh, Mabin Web say is, where are you coming from? It's not necessarily the Samsung experience. It's more so of what are you? What is your current standard of use? Meaning that's something that you've been using for some time that you're happy with. In the ecosystem of Samsung from the last seven years, the S20 Ultra offers you obviously the best that Samsung has to offer in 2021. It may not be the best that Samsung has ever offered, but it is definitely the best that they have to offer in in 2021. Um, It's offering obviously the latest chipset, regardless if you're on the Exynos or on the uh, Snapdragon version, it's both the latest chipset. And depending on the market that you're in, you're going to have slightly different experiences and of course pricing. I think if you're considering getting Samsung, if you wanted to jump in and the S21 Ultra was the device that you go with, there's not going to be any compromise in the sense of what Samsung has to offer. Uh, just again, keep in mind, if you were coming from a phone that has an SD card, that's out the door. If you have a, a you know headphone jack situation, you're going to have to switch over to some type of a more reliable Bluetooth connectivity, which I feel like there's a lot of options now in 2021. Uh, but as far as actually, uh, you know, payment options, it's no different. If you're used to using Google Pay or uh, using uh, basically an, any third party uh, application for payment, it's going to work the exact same way. So there's a lot of things to be said. Um, I feel like it's a little bit overpriced for what it's uh, what it's trying to do because of the things that were removed. And I understand that the starting price for the S21 uh, series this year is lower. And that's because of the compromises they did um, with this guy, the S21 standard 799 model that is the entry level now. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see how that goes. But I think if you're thinking of it, it's a good recommendation. But um, do me a favor, actually, at some point in the comments, it makes, it let me know what you're coming from. Uh, okay, so um, Ali is asking, is which phone am I coming from? Uh, so for me right now, I'm I'm measuring this performance as to from the S20 to the S21, because that's the last S21 Ultra or an S series device that I have. Um, I tested out the S20 FE. For me, the S20 FE didn't really fit what I was hoping for from Samsung. There was some concerns in there, build quality quali- and any issues with the camera. Um, for me overall, I feel like if so, if I was coming in, let's say, from the S10 Plus, let's say I came from the S10 series. I feel like from the S10 series, although we lose some features, we're getting some new features as well. So that would be a nice upgrade for us because we get the larger display, we get the 55,000 milliampere battery, we have 25 watt charging. Those are upgrades from that from that send side. Uh, now we lose the QA, uh, we lose sorry, we lose the MST and we also lose uh, the SD card support. Those are two things that depending if you cur- if your if your current situation you know basically relies on them. You need to kind of appreciate that. We also lose the headphone jack because that was the last time they had a headphone jack on a smartphone from Samsung at the S series, which is the S10. So there are some things you have to consider. If I looked at the S9 line of devices, same conversation actually as the S10. For the most part, I feel like the S9 to the S10 was more of a a spec bump, and then the S10 to the S20 was the big change. The S20 was truly a revamp of the S20 line of devices when it came to the Ultra. Even with the S20 Plus or the standard S20, those are the things that you kind of appreciated. So, um, but that's where I'm basing my conversation from, is that generationally from a Samsung user, and it truly is, I, I like what Samsung stood for, and I still like what Samsung stands for for in certain parts of this element of the S21 but I'm concerned as to the direction that they're going because at some at some point they're losing all of their their unique identity that that thing that made Samsung be Samsung. And I'm not talking about their you know bad advertising when it comes to you know making fun of other companies because of the decision they make and then they two minutes later switch over to that decision. That's marketing. That that's a different division of the company itself. I'm talking about the people that are trying to put in the product in our hand. So those are the things I'm always uh, worried about. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Uh, AM Dunes, salut salut comment, t'as vu? comment vas-tu comment vas-tu comment uh, vas-tu? Uh AM Dunes uh our French followers. So we have an Arabic and a French follower. So we're getting a little bit internationally uh language uh going on uh this morning or this uh good s- last uh Saturday of uh t- well last Saturday of <laughs> uh okay sorry. Uh uh <laughs> Matt is like elbow bump. Okay, okay, I got it. Uh, So here, uh, so uh, Serbifius is saying it wouldn't be very difficult for them to follow the uh, Xiaomi's footstep. I think Xiaomi has found the right answer to it. I feel like Xiaomi is taking some of Samsung's um, slice of the pie at this point. Um, They beat them at releasing the first 888 uh, smartphone. Um, they also have 120 hertz, um, uh, you know, display that the the technology that we see with the Mi 11, obviously isn't going to surpass necessarily maybe on specs. But I'm pretty sure that the Mi 11 Pro, which they didn't even talk about yet, will have a much better, will be in a much better, more competitive uh, position to the S21 Ultra. Uh, but I, I'm with you. I I think they need to. I think the approach that Xiaomi is bringing into this is the right approach, and I think Samsung should follow it. They should be the leaders in the Android side to make it so that other Android manufacturers follow, as opposed to for them to follow Apple, which makes it sound like Apple controls both sides of the ecosystem when it comes to trends. It's almost like 5G doesn't exist till Apple puts it on a smartphone, which doesn't make sense at all. So those are the things I really worry. What we're allowing, what Samsung is allowing now is that they're allowing Apple to dictate their business model. And that is a concern for us because again, the reason we went with Samsung in the first place was because Samsung had an SD card where iPhones don't. It was because we have, uh, you know, uh, much better features, better cameras, 4K 60 all across. There's a whole bunch of things we went to with Samsung and why I enjoyed using their devices for many years um let's see here they should have included the headphone jack adapter yeah no um uh um selwonk is uh is, is pretty much on, on right there they should have kept those little adapter little these little uh accessories and i can't find my adapter oh, yeah this used to be an adapter this used to be a thing that they included in their boxes they removed it and now we have to pay 15 bucks for it but yes, uh, giving us a decent adapter, which they also made it proprietary. If you've never, if you haven't found out yet, most adapters USB C to USB uh, to 3.5 mm jack don't work on the nest on a Samsung device because they don't. Uh, they made it proprietary, kind of like what HTC used to do. Um, <laughs> um, Am Dunes. Uh, on parle, uh, on parle à propos les, les Samsung Galaxy S21 and S21 Ultra et les problèmes qu'on, qu'on veut acheter ces téléphones um, en you know, uh, 2021. Hopefully, I'm saying that correctly. Um, um, Log home is saying, is it um, worth it to dump the Note 20 Ultra for the S21? Oh, absolutely not. No, no, no. Um, realistically, with the exception of the 500 milliampere battery, you're really getting the exact experience, but you keep MST. And you keep the SD card. So those are features that I feel like, again, it's a down. It's like a Samsung is shifting their direction. They're going in a different area. The the Note 20 Ultra is definitely, in my opinion, a much better buy than the S21 Ultra because they offered us a case with with an S Pen. So like they literally copied what... That feature is out of the Note 20 Ultra, but again, making it into an accessory. So on top of the $1,200 for the phone, now you have to pay $70 more, which again, the whole pricing scenario is a little bit confusing, but I would definitely not. Uh, I think the Note 20 Ultra is much at a much better buy and more than likely much better priced at this point. Um, yeah, see, I, I can hear, say no, no, exactly, no charger is downright wrong, and you can see a Davin saying, um, they're answering the, the uh, at log home, no, definitely not, um, in my opinion, uh, I'll hold up for now, definitely, yeah, no, uh, there are some things you have to keep in mind, um, but that flat black S21 Ultra is calling me, if it is calling you, and it is something that serves what you're looking for, there's absolutely no reason to go with it, again, I, it sounds like I'm trying to say that it's it's a bad decision to buy the S21 Ultra. And that's not really what I'm trying to say. What I'm saying is when you're making a decision to purchase a device, when you're making a decision to spend your hard earned money on a specific device, on whatever you're deciding to buy, make sure you're making it with the right decision making process. You have way more options nowadays than what we've had in the past. Samsung is not the only manufacturer. But if the S twenty one Ultra serves what you're looking for and you're okay with the price, that's something that you can only make that only you can make that decision, and that's the one that I would probably say. Um, I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that I'm disappointed in the S twenty one Ultra the decisions of um, some of the combination of features that we have here. The fir- the one thing that kind of also jumps at me is if you want to go with the WQHD plus. So basically if you want to go to the 2K display, the key- the higher resolution display with the adaptive brightness, um, the 888 somehow gets a hit when it comes down to performance with uh, basically benchmarks. I'm not trying to men- say that benchmarks are the standard, but you'd have to turn on performance mode to get the, the perf- that performance gap to go back up. So to truly use the S21 Ultra to the fullest feature, you have to basically turn on both the QHD and 120, which is what they're advertising, and you can get that on all the time. Uh, Adaptive, though. But for you to get the true performance that the 888 is capable of doing, you need to hit the, the performance mode option that's inside of the battery settings. That's not an easy feature to find because you have to dig for it. And once you do that, the phone performs as it's supposed to be. You start getting those numbers when it comes down to Geekbench 5 and so on. Now, day to day, realistic usage, debatable on as how much really that's going to make a big difference. It's more so if you're producing content, you're trying to edit videos, you're trying to do things where you need the horsepower, and you want to you want the device to run at full throttle. That's literally why you get a phone with a five thousand milliampere battery. You need to turn that feature on, and I think we covered that during the last uh, live stream on Thursday uh, on Thursday with uh, with Juan Carlos and myself. Um, so yeah, Matt Matt's jumping back with that same same conversation. Uh, Oh, here. So Note20 Ultra is boss. Um, Note20 Ultra, S20 models, and Note10 Plus are the best of Samsung Galaxy headsets today. Absolutely. I think um, if you have to kind of look at the arc of how things are starting, that was the top. That was where it basically crescent at the top. And I think right now we're almost in an adjustment period. I'm not sure if we're going to see some of these things come back, but the realistic matter is, so adapting to older tech, I don't think the MST feature will come back to us. Um, I think the SD card that is truly a Samsung decision. They could bring that back. I don't, I don't see SD cards disappearing, um, entirely out of the ecosystem because the reality, the matter of what we're saying is a premium phone, the best of the best phone shouldn't have that. And that's the wrong answer. I don't think that's the, that's the, that's the device that should have it all the time. Um, Joey, oh Joey B's uh, is in the comment. Samsung is just enjoying their marketing um, uh, return on investment ROI uh, from uh, several years ago. If it was fair, play, if it was a fair playing field, uh, they wouldn't be on top, top OEM in the mobile segment. If you think about it, it, it is true. It's purely them getting now. They are able to cash in on the ecosystem because again, if you're upgrading and you like staying in Samsung's ecosystem. This is definitely going to feed into it. Um, one UI three point one has a few additional e- features that are, you know, only available on S twenty one Ultra line of devices. But I think a lot of devices are getting the One UI three, which coincidentally, the S twenty have it. The S twenty line and the Note twenty Ultra is getting it. So those are things that we definitely appreciate, and I, I really think they're they're just literally. At this point, it's about making the money, and and they're trying to figure out different ways. We saw the airline uh, the airlines doing that when they decided to lower the price. Uh, they didn't really lower the price, so the price of a ticket didn't include your meal. The price of a ticket didn't include certain features, where it became more of an à la carte. Uh, you want to be able to pick your seat, you have to pay a little bit more. You had you want to be able to be you know group two to to board the plane, you have to pay a little more. So that little bit of a price, which wasn't really cheap, is starting to stack up, and I think that's what we're getting here. Uh, I think I jumped a thousand comments. I'm really, really happy that you guys are very engaging in there. Um, Here, uh, let me see here. yes uh, please please guys if if you're in the comments and you want to get answers please don't spam be respectful understand that i'm going chronologically in the comments so i'm going down the the path and i will answer as much as many questions as i can if it does go for a while and you notice i didn't that that would be okay but don't try to spam the the, the chat just to kind of get the comment i appreciate your support um rolando's in the comment aditya is in the comment uh Oh Roger and Jermaine are guests tomorrow. Okay, I think I I'm, I'm not sure. Hold on, let me double check. I think I missed the conversation here. Um so here um Krantri uh, Kran Kumar, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. If I didn't, I do apologize. Um, the S21, so the S20 FE is not supporting YouTube uh, on a QHD resolution because it has a 1080p panel. The iPhone 11 LCD 720p panel displays it. Uh, it supports 2100 YouTube uh, quality. Once, once will please show S20. Oh, when will the S20 start supporting S20? Okay. Android and iOS are slightly different. I don't really think so from from a point of reference is if your display is a 720p display and even if the YouTube application says that you're supporting QHD, so the 2100, uh, you know, or even if you're going to 4K, you're not going to be getting the 4K crispy quality on that display, regardless of what the actual stream content is. The only thing that may be doing is it may be pulling more data, but your display can only display the content in that resolution. The S20 FE has only a 1080p panel and the maximum you're going to get there is that. Are there other options on the market, maybe YouTube advanced or something like that, that could allow us to actually get a higher resolution selection in the actual app? Yes. Does it really make it? No, because at the end of the day, again, even if you have a high quality feed coming in, it's what's displaying it that's going to keep the, the quality for you. So I would probably say this. Um, 1080p should look the best on your device. If you want to be able to select other options or higher options, I would recommend looking into, again, more of a modding uh, situation, because I think out of most Android devices will only display the maximum resolution of your display as the resolution that it gets certified for. They don't typically get higher. And I'm not sure why iPhones allow it, but even if they did, uh, because of that retina technology that they've coined as far as a display, which again, depending on which version you're holding, uh, it's not really displaying a QHD. It's just giving you that selection. Let's see what else we have here. Aditya, Rolando, again, welcome, welcome. Um, Bajran, Helen, Helen, welcome. Uh, the banhammer, Matt. Oh man. Okay. Okay. Matt, Matt, Matt is Matt, Matt is going in there, and he's going in with fury. Uh, I do want to say, for of course, you know, good day to everybody else as well in the chat. Earl Davin. Uh, I. <laughs> Uh, I, oh man, a lot of people okay, um, Rash Kamal jumping in is, uh, people didn't have a good opinion on the previous Exynos what about the current Exynos? So far at least in the versions that I've seen and from what I've heard is that the performance has improved, the 2100 is definitely a better improvement and it is what people have been wanting out of the Exynos for some time, so it's the the disappointments, the concerns that they were having with the S, uh, with the 980, 990 uh, have actually gone away, but Are they truly like a neck and neck? Are they really performing? I haven't seen many people actually purchasing both devices yet. So that's the thing. Um, (laughs) um, It's a good question. Will Samsung be removing the charging port? I think the charging port at some point, at some point, we're getting to the point where technologies are allowing us to not even need the charging port. in in my current setup or in the current ecosystem of charging technology and what we have, we haven't been able to provide a, a solution that's uh, consistent without having to buy a third party accessory um, that would give us fast charging. So we've seen Huawei with the 55 watt chargers. We've also seen that the Xiaomi Mi 11 comes in with, I think it was a 50 watt charging. Um, so charging wirelessly has become a lot faster. But the concern with that is how do you transfer data between your smartphone and your PC? Or let's say you want to be able to connect an external headphone jack. Removing the charge port right now is the only way for us to transfer data. Charge is one of the other options, but it's also to use uh, wired headphones, which is something that, again, um, you're able to enjoy on the some of the new smartphones. So is it likely that Samsung will remove it? No, I think if realistically what will more than likely happen is the same current situation where Apple figures out a way to make a portless device, and then at some point that becomes a standard for them. I don't think the Samsung charging port is going to go away. Although I do feel like the charging cable may be going away. I think we may coming to a point. We may get to the point where it's literally just a phone in a box with some paperwork. There's no more other other accessories. And they don't even have to include the uh, the uh, SIM removal tool if they all... I mean, at some point, eSIMs may end up being the thing. And if they get to that level, the SIM tray doesn't even need to be there because you already have an eSIM. Why do you even bother with the SIM tray? Just register the eSIM. So I think at some point we will get to that. But I all, I hope at that point that we have other technologies that allow us to transfer data wirelessly, transfer content wirelessly, allow us to actually have these attachments that we want. Uh, so we'll have to see how that kind of comes comes about. Uh, let's see here. Uh, da, da, da. I think Aditya is answering there. I love it. I love it and I appreciate everybody helping out there. Um, so Kimo, Kimo is asking... So depending on the market that you're in, but I'm going to give it obviously in the US uh, fees. Um, the S21 starts at $799. It's literally a dollar less than 800. So it's an $800 phone. Um, does it offer us uh, what we've used to receive in the past for $799? I think which, if I'm not mistaken... It's either the S8 or the S9 is where the pricing started to go up into the $1,000 when it came to them. But it was literally the last time around the S9 that I think, or S8, I was able to pick up at $799 and I felt like I had more features there. We had a headphone jack. We had stereo speakers. We had a QHD resolution. We had MSD support. A lot of things that are kind of being taken off the table here. But yeah, $799 is is roughly what you were starting. Chemi's in the comments as well. Hey, man, good morning. Good afternoon. Um, Joey's, yeah, so... Sony has a whole professional segment that doesn't ex- that does extremely well, uh, catering to product uh, so production agencies, uh, companies and houses uh, far away from consumer segments. They're not worried about uh, is this a hit or not. I really think I don't really think so. With the S- so with the Xperia Pro. I really feel like you're right this is really meant for a specific professional user base that's what sony has made this device for and that's really why sony when when they even lent it to, uh, to my to me and juan carlos they lent it to us with an a7s3 Now i already have an a7s3 i use this obviously to communicate with you guys consistently on all the streams and videos um but i felt like they married it with the best that they had to offer from that consumer now they didn't give us an alpha one i would have loved an alpha one to test out with that but that's just me, Sony, if you're listening, please, no. um, it, it The experience that they really tailored for that is truly a, an experience that is supposed to minimize, and, and the best way to describe it, uh, a standard full-size production style camera, a camera that most p- producers or content streamers that are on the, in the field are using, are that big. That's the camera, not the technology that allows it to connect wirelessly. And then on top of that, you have an LTE or a 5G modem that connects over that connection to transfer the data to the hub or the main station. Think of those people, think of the people that you see at events and people that bring you content like that journalists or anybody that uses live streaming as a, as a medium to basically connect with their consumers or their followers. That's the consumer that they're looking for. And the reality of the matter is, yeah, maybe the Xperia pro may not end up selling as many as people want. But it served its purpose and it is light years ahead in the technology opportunity from the sense of HDMI in than any smartphone on the market that is trying to even tackle this. No other manufacturers trying to even attempt bringing HDMI into a phone, allowing our phone not just to be a hub of center for tech- computing technology, but also allowing it to be the center of our communication system without having to use, uh, you know, like Bluetooth connectivity or connecting over Wi-Fi because... Where we can connect over Wi-Fi to the A7S III or most cameras these days, it's not a true feed. You're not able to f- take the technology or the images that you're getting there because it's generally down. Uh, down uh, The quality is actually reduced to work over Wi-Fi smoothly. So you're not getting that 4K goodness out of that HDMI port, which I'm able to actually use if I want to record 4K straight into my, uh, my device. So absolutely very, very much. It's a niche based technology there uh, for sure. Let's see what else we have here. Uh, I Henry. <laughs> um, anyway, I I really wish I could. I really wish. I, I really wish I could do a, uh, any any type of giveaway around an S twenty one Ultra. Uh, the amount of money that it costs for me to actually get it, and the amount of phone the device that I have to give in, it's all coming out of my pocket. This is not sponsored. This is. I don't work with Samsung. I don't. I don't. And even if I did, um, I would. It, The amount of control, the amount of things that you have to do, the hoops you have to jump through to work with companies to that at that level, that a giveaway would have to be sponsored by them and themselves alone. So um, I do see some giveaways going on. So if you do want to basically get uh, latest and greatest information of giveaways and so on that I catch, uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter or on Instagram as I do share those. And of course, you'll be able to pick up some really great deals, I think. Right now, for some reason, uh, OnePlus Eight T is going on like a really good deal. There was that uh, what's it called a brand new one that was selling for under six hundred bucks for the brand new OnePlus Eight T for uh, that that came out literally a couple of months ago. Uh, so definitely appreciate the support, uh, but keep it keep it locked in. If I do have an opportunity for giveaways, I always make sure to think of you guys first. Um, uh, Khalil Chain Helen Helen Davin. Uh, Okay, somebody please do a comparison between the P40 Pro Plus and the S21 Ultra on the 10x zoom. Um, I do have the P40 Pro Plus, which is a weird situation that you would ask that quite, uh, that there. Um, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Especially on the 10x zoom because that's one of their new technologies in there. If you're not familiar with it, the S21 Ultra has two telephoto lenses. One that's capable of getting us a crispy image at 3x and one at 10x. Those are the. Re- that's one of the... If I can find the phone... Um, one of the reasons why you have like such a massive array of cameras, let's go ahead and bring this in there. You can see it right there. There's the camera sensors. So we have more, uh, more sensors in there because we have two of those are telephotos. Uh, my question would be is, uh, is, is, the, is it mostly at 10 X that you're looking for specifically, or you're also looking into how the quality is would be, you know, 10 X three X versus, you know, the f- P 44, uh, for, well, the P 40 pro plus lawn titles. Um, Oh, Matt Tower's is welcoming. Uh, I think he's uh, Brian and uh, Khalid. Um, Khal Shang. Sorry, I'm saying. That I realize there's a the KH is an Arabic. <laughs> it's an Arabic or a Middle Eastern uh, option here. Uh, here, let me double check. Here, we're starting to see some spammers. Oh, that's over on Twitch. Okay, I can't control the Twitch side from this angle. Well, um, let's jump back a little bit up there. Da-da-da. Joey B., um, I, uh, I missed the live pop up events you did TK with brands. Uh, can't wait one uh, once the pandemic is under control to come bring up those thing again. Um, if you guys don't remember a while back, so we've done many many different events. But one thing that we did we I did have an opportunity to do a couple of years ago uh, was with. Um, I think it was Honor at the time and Honor had uh, was really, really nice working with us. Uh, they got me a few some a- access to some of their early hands-on and we had a meetup, an actual fan meetup um, in LA here in Burbank era, and we had an opportunity to hang out and it was a lot of fun. Uh, they, we brought in some food, had a whole bunch of people come in. We hung out a little bit. It was a nice little bit kind of a get together uh, and this was separate from CES. This was like right after CES uh, where we all had access to, that, to those devices. So I'm with you, Joey. I really appreciate it and uh, I can't wait for us to kind of get back into the new norm um i am working on a couple of things uh in the the meantime hopefully i'll be able to share with you guys some more uh, on that uh and i would love to be able to kind of also uh start looking into other ventures other opportunities to bring in like shorts for me or youtube shorts were one thing but i feel like hanging out talking tech checking out new new devices before you're able to check them out in the store is always going to be appreciated there um OK, let me see if I missed something here at Devin Davis. OK, so open is jumping in with I'm using a OnePlus 8 Pro on Verizon um, in Southern California. So in the, in the same area, only issue is that Verizon does not provide any 5G. Uh, would you switch to T-Mobile for 5G? OK, so I'm assuming you're referring to sub six type of 5G right now, not necessarily the uh, the 5G that we're thinking about ultra wideband. Um I personally use AT&T as well as T-Mobile 5G technology. So I'm on, te- I'm on those two type of tech. Uh, AT&T right now, it's very much an interesting uh, approach. I probably wouldn't necessarily recommend them uh, overall. I think T-Mobile offers you the best uh, bang for the buck type of experience. Their 5G is getting better. With their acquisition of Sprint uh, that, that went on about it last year, and you know they're starting to turn on some of these Sprint towers, I'm starting to notice actually faster speed. Um, surprisingly, on the S21 Ultra, when I ran my speed test in my home, which I typically the maximum I've ever gotten was like 80, I clocked in about 250 on a speed test. That was in the house on mobile data. So... T-Mobile definitely for sure their 5G their sub 6 5G is definitely up there now Verizon at some point is supposed to push an update that allows you to use their sub 6 5G because that's part of their technology but what I'm really what I'm not 100% sure is that would the 8 Pro support the band that uh, that they're putting in there because that device was released before Samsung uh, sorry before uh, OnePlus or even Verizon announced that they were going to support the, six, uh, the sub 600 uh, 5G technology they've, have, they've had LTE connection which is one of the best options so short answer is this if you want to get the best experience yes i think the 8 pro on uh, on t-mobile will work the best if i'm not mistaken i think the version that you have if it's unlocked should work very nicely with t-mobile bands because it's the exact same one um but i'm not sure if you bought the 8 pro from verizon or did you get the pro unlocked so that that would change a little bit of uh, the conversation there um richard is in the comment hey man what, so big love tk uh trusting you're doing well uh I'm so, I'm so close to pulling the trigger on an unlocked xiaomi mi 11 here in the uk i i think the mi 11 is a very compelling smartphone um i don't have it yet and i'm trying to connect with Xiaomi and see if i when when that becomes more of an international model i feel like i think That's where we really want to be able to start looking into it because right now with the Chinese model, there's a couple of things. It doesn't come loaded with Google services as well as that the ROM is not an international ROM. So there's certain, even if you're able to load or sideload Google Play services like the Google Play Store or so on, you're not truly getting a full GMS uh, and banking apps won't work 100%. So uh, if you're thinking about it, I would say let's wait a little bit more. I'm pretty sure that the Xiaomi, the Mi 11 international model is going to be coming out very soon. And I think that's really where it'll start getting more sense for us. Um, but it, at, at the conversion rate, if I wasn't mis- wrong, it's like around under 700 bucks for a A uh, processor, uh, 120 hertz QHD resolution display is 6.8 inch roughly. Um, you're looking at a very nice smartphone, a really nice uh you know, offering from Xiaomi. And it has true stereo speakers, uh, a whole bunch of things that we normally love about our smartphones. And the Ui 12 is actually really nice. I'm pretty sure that's obviously what's going to come out with it since that's what we've seen before. So uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. And I, and I think it's a definitely a very good, uh, compelling story for sure. Uh, just to kind of reiterate and kind of make sure to bring it up there, if you guys please, 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 Sam, spam, hate, uh, or asking for giveaways uh, in general, just, I mean, I did answer that question, but in general, those are things that don't necessarily, you shouldn't, I, what I want to say is this, don't engage a creator just for those, engage and be part of the conversation so that we can make things better, so we can get to better solutions and we can communicate and connect on that level if you're really only here for the giveaways and so on, and I think this is the thing. And there was a while where we were doing a lot of giveaways. It doesn't really help the conversation between us because it's a one way conversation where you're only looking for one thing. And I just want to make sure that you guys are understanding every once in a while it will happen, but I wouldn't necessarily go in with, please let me have something. It doesn't work that way. And it just leaves a conversation in a weird position. So, but I appreciate Matt definitely for jumping in and, and, uh, helping us out here. Um, I do wish I had some more control over on the Twitch side here because I'm seeing some comments in here that are coming in on Twitch that I can't control. Come with us. Hey, look, look at that. Hey, Marilyn's in the comments. Good morning. Good afternoon, Marilyn. Uh, I figured I, I make sure to catch and make sure you say hi, uh, Davin and everybody else is in there Yeah, No, we have a, we have a, quite a few, uh, we're up to like a, a good number on the viewers here, which is definitely appreciated. I appreciate the comments and everybody's following, but let's keep it cordial, please. Uh, uh, Jesus Melendez is saying is that literally was about the S21 Ultra at Best Buy, but changed my mind sticking with the iPhone 12 Pro Max for now. The reality, I think if you're if you're trying to switch over to Samsung Unless there's a specific reason that's compelling you, like other than the fact, obviously, there are certain characteristics that Samsung stands out from right now, at least uh, from the uh, iPhone 12 Pro Max. I, I really think, yeah, if you're comfortable with where you are, I don't really see a reason to jump to to that high price just for for the sake of jumping over to Samsung. Uh, but it's one of those things you have to keep in mind. It it really has to serve or it has to answer what you're looking for it's not about what the tech is trying to it's not like they need to tell you what you need to think you need to make the decision based on what you need that's really where I'm trying to sh- uh, drive it with um uh, Chan says, um etike and Matt Tyler uh, do you think Huawei will sell its mobile business like they've done to honor so there were some rumors going on about that it's interesting that you asked that question so one thing that I saw and I, I read an article and it uh, and it was it was shared with me actually with uh, from a from a from a person that works for honor um the, uh, the the article discussed basically how honor's decision is to the separation of honor is really more of you know trying to allow honor to be more to do more to compete more but the reality of the matter is now is that Huawei used to leverage honor honor used to basically take all of Huawei's best technology and offer it at a lower price and that was the shtick that made honor honor and one of the things I appreciated about having honors, like with any of their devices, was the fact that they all literally kind of relied heavily on what Huawei's technology was doing. Now, Huawei, can Huawei really sell their mobile division and be totally out of it where they've been in heavily invested over the years of this? I don't see that as happening because if they wanted to, they could have done it. And this would not have been the solution. They would have just basically allowed the entire mobile segment to separate. Because one of the things that we're noticing now is with their separation, Honor is actually uh, off the concern list as to what Huawei is having to work with. So if you look at it from that aspect, that would have been the smart decision to do. Is it likely that they would drop everything after all of the investment that they've done to it? I don't think that's something that's realistic Uh, because Huawei as a company, although they exist in the mobile space, they also exist in many other aspects in the Asian markets like telecommunications and so on, 5G and all of those things. Um, I don't feel like that that's the biggest part of what they they really would be as as a company. I think this is a big portion of what they have to say. So their audio brand, their devices, their speaker brand, there are a whole bunch of different things that we went one time um, when I went to the uh, their campus in Shenzhen, uh, uh, their campus had like literally the whole different segments of what Huawei does as technology, uh, and the mobile space I feel like is a very big part of what they do. They they are very much in the connection business, connecting us to between each other to other uh, you know other devices or even mobile connection uh, overall just from uh, basically you know, PC connection, internet connections and so on like that. But we'll have to see. We'll see how that goes. Let me see here. I'm okay. Uh, Brandon Floyd is saying, "I know that the that that uh, people are sh- uh, are harping about the SD card, but I'd rather buy a data uh, a data built-in storage. Uh, okay, uh, buy a, buy a data built-in storage rather than not knowing uh, what I'm buying when going when I'm going to Walmart. Um, data built-in storage." Uh, Built-in. Okay, so I'm assuming what you mean here essentially is that you prefer to buy a device that has more internal storage and not having to worry about, basically, when I'm going to Walmart and what I'm going to buy, as far as you know, having to buy an SD card or so on. Uh, that is a solution that you're you're comfortable with, which I think is is. I'm not saying it's a bad decision. Um, internal storage will always be faster than external storage. It was never a situation where we said internal was better or worse. It was more about. So here's here's the scenario that, I, that I'm trying to kind of uh, uh, explain to what what the SD card makes. Why does an SD card make sense? Um, SD cards as a technology are by definition, at, at their best, at the definition, they will be slower than what internal storage will be, at least in the current generation of smartphones. That doesn't make also say the same thing about previous generations. But in general, an SD card will always read and write at a slower uh, pace than whatever device it's connected to. The SD card was never intended to be truly a replacement. It was supposed to augment. And what the essential intention here is this. If I have all of my media sitting on my SD card and I'm upgrading from an S10 to an S20 Ultra that has an SD card, my upgrade right now, it became simply as transferring my context, my apps and my information. And that is done. All my media sits on my SD card. I start recording and everything, uh, any any new images or videos that I'm taking on the uh, the new phone will be stored on the internal storage. And as I start filling up the internal storage, I can move that data over, allowing my internal storage to stay light and fit and run faster. So no issues of concerns of running out of space. That's the intention behind that and why my concern of basically because we've had so many generations of devices with SD cards moving on to a new device that doesn't have it forces us to buy more, pay more. And if you had a device that had a 512, you're out of luck. You have to buy the most expensive model. But generally, 256, I feel like is where most people were. And that was the decision I had to do. I had to go for that a little bit more because my S20 Ultra had 256. So although I agree with you that that is a solution that you can work with, that you're comfortable with but if you're upgrading from an existing solution that the same company gave you more before and they're giving you less now making you pay for the 50 uh, for the extra 128 gigs of storage that's the that's the that's the concern that I'm looking into but you're right if it doesn't matter and that's what you prefer i would recommend you going with what you're comfortable with because at the end of the day you're going to use the smartphone that's really the goal what is it going to make sense for you there um i want to iPhone versus Samsung camera test. It's 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 um um uh, Mc, uh Mc, Mcnee, hopefully um Sammy. I I'm, I'm hopefully I'm saying that right. I I I'm pretty sure I butchered the name. I'm sorry about that. Um that actually is a very good comparison. Yeah, obviously the, the iPhone camera is obviously to the Samsung device. Those are that's a big story. Uh you know, one thing that I do have to appreciate though is we finally have if when we talk about iPhones and Samsung for the S line 8K or 8K 60 on all the cameras. There is one feature though that on the S21 Ultra that I really like that I'm really appreciative of is that auto focusing on the front facing camera. That is something that we haven't had before. So if you like to take selfie videos at 4K 60 frames per second resolution, your front facing camera has auto focusing and it has face detection. So it it, it actually does improve the quality there. Oh, so David David Young saying is, I'm using LTE on Verizon and uh, T-Mobile line is faster than 5, 5G. Uh, absolutely, yes. Um, the, the T-Mobile speeds are getting better. They're getting faster. Uh, most people, though, I will say this, depending on the, on the market that you're in, if you're not in a, say, a major metropolitan city or so on, like you're not in an area where it's highly densely populated, where coverage is generally a lot stronger, Um, LTE and 5G are gonna be pretty much about the same speed, even if you are on on Verizon or T-Mobile. You have to keep in mind the technology and the areas of coverage that they're in. Um, 5G is starting to pick up speed on T-Mobile now, like I said, up up to 250, which to me is like mind boggling. It's faster than my home internet connection, my standard home internet connection. Um, And it was just crazy on the download speed. Like, and I'm paying like 80 bucks a month just for the internet on that part. So to me, that was definitely very, very nice. Um, But I, yeah, no, definitely. LTE has some. I mean, LTE is consistent and reliable. If there's nothing else to be said about it, 5G is going to be that little play around team, what you need to do to kind of get it to to do what you need it to do. So we'll have to see there. Um, let me see here. Da, da, da. Yeah. So Marilyn's jumping in. I'm on T-Mobile here in uh, in Frisco, uh, Texas, uh, and 5G is not bad at all. Yeah, it it's going to get better. It's going to get stronger and better as time goes on. And again the acquisition of sprint gave t-mobile the ability of playing in with the mid band not the low band so t-mobile's been sitting in on the mid uh, on the 5g low band technology for some time so for the most part even though we see a 5g signal on our phone we're tapping into the 5G technology by getting the better connection, building penetration, and so on. But we're not getting that much better speed. It was more or of uh, of allowing us to decongest the network, uh, the networks that we have over LTE. So people, some people will jump on 5G, some people will stay on LTE, and at some point or another, LTE is going to actually get uncongested. More people will be on 5G, and LTE will get even better. But the short answer is. T-Mobile is finally pushing it and it's going to get better. So we're going to start seeing 200, 300, 400 megabits down. And those are the speeds that we appreciate. Thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, Marilyn, for letting us know there. Uh, let me see what else we have. Uh, so I got the OnePlus 8 Pro uh, from OnePlus. So uh, open. I think that then you should be able to just switch it over. I think that that will give you the connection that you need. Uh, the unlocked OnePlus 8 Pro will give you 5G uh, as at the best that it's able to. Um, With T-Mobile, at least. Uh, 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 Matt's jumping back with that one here. So he's saying, I don't think they will. uh, uh, I don't think they will. They're still popular in China and the world, uh, despite the Google ban uh, conversation that's going on. So, yeah, uh, I don't think Huawei is ready to, to be able to jump into that. I realized the decision or the business decision done there for honor. And I feel like without that honor would have had a much harder uh, position to be in. Because when you, when you look at them in their existing markets in the Chinese market, they're very popular. Um, and this was something that was very obvious to me when I was in Ch- uh, in Shenzhen in China, because as you're walking down the street and you're looking at all the different retailers, the phone providers and so on, um, Honor, Xiaomi and Huawei are the biggest, uh, and Oppo, of course, are the biggest carriers that you get there. Uh, you know, then you have Realme, uh, you know, Redmi and all of the other devices. But the big brand names are all over the place. And I was actually able to walk into an Honor store. So they perform quite well in their market because of the existing current situation where they don't really need GMS in that market. So they will always flourish there. And because they're such a big brand there and they're still trying to push in with European markets and so on, I feel like the move for Honor was the right move. And I really wish them the best of luck. And I really hope we're able to work with them again. Uh, for me, I haven't been able to cover much of the uh, Honor lineup of devices, mostly because they, they don't really send things to the uh, to us here in the US as much. It's been mostly European markets. So I hope to be able to start up there again. Davin is uh, jumping in. Yeah, no, T-Mobile 5G is... It's surprising. I know. It sounds like we're saying like it's a joke, but it is true. They are getting better. And I think it's a solution that we should really appreciate. And, and now we're starting to see some of those benefits. Um, Qualcomm released a whole bunch of chipsets earlier this uh, this week. Um, and if you think about it, they're bringing in 5G as a seamless connection, a seamless integration into more less expensive devices. So once we start seeing more chipsets, we're going to be able to appreciate it there and see it. Um Earl is jumping in is, what do you think of the Sony Xperia 1 Mark II? Uh, to this day, if I can find where I have it because I did, Oh, I know where it is. Since you mentioned that, I actually now have to check and see if I got the update or not. Uh, if, if you actually appreciate the quality of the camera, the, the experience of what Sony has to offer, and I need to do this because if I get the update now, I'm going to have to call Juan Carlos. OK, so still no update, working on it. Um, The Xperia 1 Mark II in 2021 is a very nice story. There is one thing that I would probably say is the 5G technology doesn't exist in the U.S. The only 5G tech to date that Sony is able to put into their devices has been on their Xperia Pro, and it it is basically an exclusive to Verizon in the U.S. So you need to be on Verizon, and it's specifically because of the UW tech. To upload that much content, you really need a fast internet connection. And I'm not saying 5G is not there, but millimeter wave and ultra wideband are. And that's why it was a good partnership. Um, With the exception of that, when you consider the LTE connection, the cameras that we have in here are some of the best cameras on the back. So when you look at the ease of use, the simplicity of being able to just press the button And then launch your camera application and jump into it and start taking uh, literally like some of the best pictures you can get on a smartphone. The the auto focusing on this is literally almost like precision, precision level eye auto auto tracking on this. And not only that, the improvements that they've done on animal like pet, if you have a pet that you'd like to take a picture of is crazy. Um, I love using it. I love using it as a smartphone. The SD card support, the headphone jack support, the stereo speaker support, the wireless charging support. A lot of things can be said. And, of course, to top the whole thing off, a 4K OLED panel that is just absolutely gorgeous. So, if you're thinking about it, uh, Earl, definitely I would recommend the Xperia 1 Mark II. Uh, and I can't wait to see what they do if it ends up being the Xperia 1 Mark Three. So, it'll be like one III. I. I, I. <laughs> it's, it's, I I I love the naming the naming convention. Seriously, like uh, we can definitely work together uh, there. Uh, Shark, uh, sorry, Sharky. Uh, Once, sorry, one sixty five says, "Hey, t- uh, hello, TK." Uh, everybody in the chat. Uh, sorry, I got to YouTube uh, late notification. Definitely, <coughs> I do apologize. Uh, it's YouTube. Sometimes it is a little bit late when it comes to notifications, but we'll have to see. So um, I'm assuming, hold on, let me double into this one. Uh, uh, Vedraj is asking Is how is the zoom? The zoom on, so the experience, let take that back. Um, the S21 Ultra has two telephoto lenses, one that's intended to give us a 3X optical, uh, optical zoom, and the other one is a 10X optical zoom. You still have that 100 if you want to be able to use that. Realistically, those are the two focal lengths because of the sensors that they have in there that I feel like they've done the job right. So for that reason alone, I would say if you're comfortable at 3x and 10x, you're going to get great images. The sensors are optically uh, zooming in, so you're going to get the best image. This is not a digital crop. Uh, when it comes to anything beyond that, it, it's it's going to be depending on what you're looking at in the, in the environment. You lose a lot of the optimizations that they have once you go beyond the uh, the actual zoom levels there. But they're quite well. The image processing is no different than, other, than what we've seen with Samsung before. Slightly oversaturated in certain areas. But the images do come out pretty well, at least with the couple of days or so that I've been using it. Uh, the S21 Ultra and the S20 literally shipped out to everybody on the 27th. And they officially became available on the market as of yesterday. So those are they're they're very, very new, at least for consumer based usage. Um, Oh, man. Open is jumping in. Yes, 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 yes. So, um the last one plus device that had a mclaren edition uh, collaboration i think was was the oneplus 7t the oneplus 7t pro mclaren edition i think that was the one that came out and that was the last one and i did test it out in the us that was an 855 processor with the x55 uh, 55 modem that was the first generation or the first time ever where qualcomm and uh oneplus were able to put together a smartphone that gave you that experience um, and then, of course, a couple of months later, we saw it in January at CES 2020. We saw the early access or uh, teaser, I would say, uh, into what the McLaren edition with an, a built-in ND filter, that that reflective or uh, transitioning uh, display glass that allows you to actually go through. Uh, but that one, unfortunately, didn't become a phone. It didn't actually materialize into anything. And that's unfortunate. Uh, I hope that we see more collaborations with OnePlus and other carriers, uh, other brands. Uh, the OnePlus 80, uh, cyberpunk edition is, was the, really one of the coolest collaborations ever because not only did I like the game, but I also appreciated all the little details and nuances that they did into the actual smartphone. So definitely really, really nice. And I miss those, uh, collaborations type of, uh, you know, work, um, why okay so uh Vedraj is asking is why is oneplus releasing rebrand oppo phones um oneplus and oppo are both owned by bbk they're really it's hard to tell why oneplus and why would oneplus not be able to use some of that tech in the past when they first became a company there was a big conversation around is oneplus a sub-brand of oppo and is it really And at the end of the day, we realize that over time and time again, when we start looking at their devices or what OnePlus offers, there's a lot of lineage that could be pulled up directly from Oppo, which I feel like it's something that we have to keep in mind, that Oppo really is very much a high-end brand. And OnePlus is getting up there now. They're actually becoming their own flagships. Their own brand is basically available in more markets. And those are things to keep in mind and appreciate what's going on. So, Uh, why is it that we see them as rebranded? I'm not sure why. I mean, it's being specifically done there. But at the end, um, it's something that which shouldn't be surprising us realistically. They're very closely related. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, there was some news also talking about the fact that they are also starting to share their marketing team, which can also mean that in the future, we may see more and more correlation between the two. So we'll have to see how that kind of goes in there. Uh, Let's see what else we have in here. Oh, okay. I think I jumped like 60 miles an hour yeah see that ah oh, man i'm getting okay whoa i missed a lot okay so we're gonna need to do some uh some speed reading uh we'll have to see okay let me see what i can do here so matt uh i think Matt's we're jumping back here uh don't forget to drop those likes please please joey always of course yeah throw it in there please make sure to throw in those likes as always uh uh we do need yes we do need some uh some uh we need to start looking at some of the comments for sure uh, Davin is jumping here. Uh, I think uh, we've roasted Samson enough. Yes, we can talk about the hype now with the N100. I, I, I like the transition. We need to start moving a little bit more. Um, uh, oh, Howard's amazing. I'm on my Note 8, and I'm wondering if I should get the S21 Ultra. Um, on the, From the Note 8 over to the S21 Ultra I'm on the fence, I would probably say get the Note 20 Ultra. You probably get a much better experience. Uh, overall, Large display, large battery, definitely an improvement into what you're getting. And I think the pricing will be a little bit better. And again, you keep the SD card, you keep the MST functionality, and you have the S Pen, which I feel like is much better. It's a much better solution with the S Pen on the Note line right now than it is on the S line. Because to use it on the S line, the S Pen is, and this is not even the right one, the S Pen is... uh, it's bigger. It needs to be used with a specific case, which kind of puts it more almost like, a, like an, it's an accessory. It's really not meant to be part of the entire experience. Let me double-check here. Uh, <laughs> getting a lot a lot of little comments there. Let's see here. Sabaha, everybody. Sabaha, Maz. Hey, man. Good morning. Uh, Hi, TK. Uh, how, how are you doing? Oh, uh, Samrat is, uh, Remember, I'm from... <laughs> How are you, man? Welcome back to the chat. Uh, da, da, da. <laughs> Matt Tyler. I'm Matt Tyler, everywhere, mate. Everywhere, mate. Older, always, always. Joey, uh, definitely always uh, jumping in. Uh, da, da, da. Let me see. Yeah. So we all, oh, Greg is jumping in on both sides. Uh, I'm going to kind of do speed through some pictures everywhere, show logo everywhere. Chemi's uh, asking us. Um, Changing from Kirin to MediaTek would be a good, a good or bad decision for for uh, for Honor. That's actually a good question. Um, the t- The selection they decided to go with with the MediaTek, the Dimensity one thousand plus, was actually a very good decision. It's a very good processor and really gives you a very good rounded experience. And of course, the five G technology. Um, they have to separate from the Kirin. They uh, it, you can't you can't use um, still use the same architecture as what you've been using before and say that we just separate it because it's easy then to see as like okay well we're still looking at the same uh, you know technology the same chipsets the same architecture the software all of these things are, i think are still being worked out but to come out of the boat come out of the gate actually with the MediaTek 1000 plus. Uh, and it, because I actually had a chance to play with one, I truly appreciate what they're trying to say. Um, of course, at right around the same time, MediaTek announces the 1100 in the 1200 series, which I think is a good decision. But to answer your question, yeah, for sure. Great decision to move. And the MediaTek is a great partner to start with because A, pricing will be much better. Uh, B you're getting a lot more features in that sense and this and again more uh, I would say international support because mediatek is an international company they're not as big as Qualcomm but they're definitely when it comes to mobile processing but they're definitely getting uh, better as with every generation uh, let me see here okay uh, let me see here okay. Uh, t- 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 um, Ender three hundred and sixty hertz, uh, three hundred and sixty. see my pre-order right now due to the missing SD card. Since uh, Samsung's eight K, uh, eight second, uh, eight, eight K, eight second. The main reason I would, uh, I was going for it. Uh, it's one of those things you have to kind of, like I said, make sense. If you're considering upgrading, I really, say, I mean, and I'm not trying to say like Samsung's better than Samsung. But the Note 20 Ultra, I think, is really a better answer. If you're comfortable in the sensing, in the what the pricing is for the S21 Ultra, I think the Note 20 Ultra gives you 90% of those features with the, with the One UI 3.0, and you really still keep some of those features, the SD card, the MST functionality. You have the S Pen that is truly included in there as a better solution for me. I'm not trying to make it sound like the S Pen is not a good option for the S21 Ultra, but it, the way it's done... It's truly done in a way that you have to get a special case for it, uh, and it's really lacking some of the main benefits. And they teased us with a pro version of the pen that's going to come down the road. But again, I don't understand why they do where they release a phone, they release an accessory for it for the S Pen. Um, and then they they tell you that there's two versions of the S Pen, but they only released the first S Pen for $79. And who is going to pick up an S Pen at the beginning for $70 or $79, and then wait maybe three or four months later when they release the Pro model of that S Pen, and then wants to drop another 100 bucks As an accessory, I don't think it makes sense, but there's a good chance if, if the rumors are right, if the rumors are true that Samsung is trying to put S Pen support on the Fold, I think the Fold will come out at the same time as the S Pen the S Pen Pro. And it's going to be part of that experience where they're like, well, it'll work on the S21 Ultra, but it's really meant to be there. And I feel like that becomes more of a better compelling story. And more people, well, the people that are going to spend the the Fold price tag may consider getting that as an accessory. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh OK, uh, how can I disable the, the Bixby deactivation, uh, deactivate key on the S9 Plus? Can I use this key as a YouTube shortcut? Uh, there are many, many, many applications literally on the Google Play Store. If you just search for a Bixby Remap Key, in there you'll find a ton of applications that will enable you to do that and yes you can enable it to become a YouTube app uh, button. essentially what it what it's doing it's a, uh, a call out message listening app where it sees whenever you push that button and it circumvents the command as opposed to launching Bixby it will launch whichever app you want and it's a simple uh, application that you just need to install it may require your computer to enable some ADB functionality because I noticed that you're using an earlier version of Samsung devices so just Download the apps, whichever one you decide with, should have the instructions on how to turn it on. But totally possible. Um, Marilyn is, I like having my SD card. My phone has 256 gigs of internal storage, but I have my 512 SD card uh, for more storage and media. It's the choice. That's at the end of the day, it's truly the choice of what to do with your content. If you, if like you know, if Marilyn wants to upgrade to another Samsung device or another device that has an SD card, her 512 gig SD card now literally just transitions with a matter of a second. As you're removing your SIM card, you remove the SD, put that into the new phone, and you don't have to worry about transferring all that data. It stays with you and it goes with you. Transferring it from your phone to your desktop PC with an adapter much faster than trying to connect it over USB, uh, USB C, much much better. So I agree. Uh, it truly serves a lot of functionalities. Uh, Huawei and Honor smartphones always smooth, are always smooth. They they tweak between the SoC and the system like Apple now. Honor switched to MediaTek. What do you think that will happen? I, I think some optimizations obviously need to be done, but I think there's going to be some transitioning effect. You're right. Uh, the the optimizations done between uh, basically EMUI and the Kirin processor has been very much attributed to the fact of why you know Kirin processor or Kirin devices last so long and don't slow down after time, and they do perform quite. Well, even after being used for years, um, having MediaTek in there, I think they're they're going to be able to uh, compre- well, not saying they're going to be able to leverage some of the existing system because Magic UI is still their operating system. So if you notice, EMUI didn't really go away; that part is still there. So some of their optimizations there with the GPU Turbo X is that they're calling um, are going to be there, but I'm not sure how well that's going to happen uh that phone hasn't been really available outside of it and no long-term studies or usage experiences have been done there so if i'm able to get my hands on one i would definitely give you guys my opinion and of course share with you guys some numbers but at this point at least it's harder to see what what can and can happen with MediaTek on board um uh uh uh, El Elgado Sanchez is asking us, can we do a video about trying to talk about the ads? That was, um, I, I didn't even mention the ads yet. Then you have a really good point. Um, so Samsung's, in, Samsung's approach into this device this year has been very interesting. Um, we actually now have ads in our phone. If you open the Samsung Pay app, the first thing that comes up at the top is an ad. Um, uh, Certain aspects of the elements have an ad built in at the top. Uh, There's the uh, Samsung Free app that they included there for YouTube, uh, not YouTube, for like free televisions. There's ads in there as well. Uh, This is something that is extremely, I'm not going to say troubling, but it's very surprising that they're going in that like leaning heavy in with ads. Um, now, luckily, I, I realized that your your question was more specific into the Samsung music player as opposed to basically using third party. Um, my honest recommendation at this point is all this is doing is forcing us to use other applications to do to do its bidding. Um, I don't typically use the internal music application. Removing ads without root it's very not um, it's not a very easy process. Uh, you'd literally have to choose a news in a different application. So that would be my recommendation without having to modify your system. Uh, that would be the easiest process. So I'd recommend looking into some uh, more uh, better. Uh, I think it was the MX player is one of the more, more popular ones. And it'll be a really good music player. Um, I also like to use YouTube music for my music streaming title. So the, all of those streaming content doesn't have to worry about it. But for internal ones. I think there is MX Player and some uh, very good, like Winamp or some of the other options uh, that I think would be a much better system uh, media playing application for you. Uh, because it, without modifying, it's not easy. Uh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, service. Uh, I'll talk about Oh. Okay totally possible totally totally possible the the process the uh, so servius servius uh, is asking is uh do you th- is it possible that Oppo would be able to use the new Qualcomm 3D sonic uh, sensor on the the second generation in the Find X3 Pro totally possible uh, the new sensor the new sensor uh, the bigger sensors were introduced last year with the 865 this this one is obviously finally being re- used in the market so Totally possible. I think it's a great feature. Um, I will say, though, that it does actually work much faster on the S21 Ultra than it did on my S20. And I feel like it's uh, Im- the improvements there are definitely worth it. Um, and it also makes it easier for us not to have to keep like pushing it and not have it. But it, it registers it faster, and it works very fast. Uh, and I hope that Oppo does bring that in on top of the some of the 10-bit color that they're also talking about. Uh, where they're... Basically sl- Yeah, no, uh, 5G is definitely a strong, it's a very, depending on the market that you're in and depending on the carrier, if you're talking about using a US carrier that has 5G in the US, and then you're traveling into, let's say, Europe or so on, and you're not getting 5G, that's going to be it's a carrier and band support, right? So the version, the phone that you have may not support the 5G bands in Europe. Very few devices outside of the 888 chipsets right now have uh, such a wide support for 5G technology and 5G bands. So it, the 888 with Qualcomm with the integrated modem brought in better support for those techs, and it's going to provide us a much better experience. Um, and I do I do want to take Davin's comment because I, th- I think we've spent a lot of time um, Oh, dude! Thank you, thank you, Aditya, for uh, for covering that uh, the channel on that side as well. Uh, Aditya is always helping us as well. Uh, Let me see here. Ah, Let me see here. Okay. Oh, Tech. Do you think Honor will use Huawei as an ODM? Um, I don't think Huawei. So for honors, for our for honors future at this point at least they are going to separate entirely from what uh, what Huawei has to do they should not be using it because any any relation to the word that they're still using the same or having uh you know Huawei build their devices uh it's a little bit hard because first and foremost Huawei factories don't don't use uh third-party SoCs so by definition they're going to be uh, built by separate companies uh, because the Kirin processor is literally the only processor that they use um, for, for Huawei devices. And I feel like Huawei would, I mean, is it far-fetched? Not necessarily. Is it realistic? Uh, can it happen? Yes. Should it happen? I feel like for Huawei's true forward thinking, uh, direction, they need to do that, you know, rip off the band aid. just literally separate and move forward, uh, oh okay so juan carlos is in the comments see this is how far i'm behind in there so juan didn't get any kind of updates yet i was trying to get it if i did i was going to call you right there on the we're going to do it live uh let me see here uh always 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 uh always hi everybody i hope you guys are doing great uh joe b i think is answering there i'm trying to catch up um Mark Sali says uh, why a lot of tech YouTubers use Samsung uh use the Samsung Note 10 plus um so i the, the Note 10 plus is a very interesting uh i mean if you really consider the fact of what the Note 10 Plus offered, the Note 10 Plus it was truly a really nice note for it to start with. The, the features that we got there, the gestures that we got there, uh, we had a base storage that started at 256 gigs. I mean, we it was a, it was at a time where Samsung was trying to give us more um, and started us at a higher standard at the 256, saying, "Look, we can shoot 4K. You can do a whole bunch of stuff with this device. We're going to give you a large display, SD card support." Uh, 256 gigs of internal storage, great experience, and I think it's a great smartphone. Um, it depends on what people are using. Realistically, what you need out of your smartphone, I think the Note 20 Ultra and the Note 10 Ultra, uh, the Note 20 Ultra and the Note 10 Plus, are very compelling notes. Uh, they both should be performing very nicely in 2021. The biggest difference between the two is 5G at this point. That's literally the 5G and all, and the base storage capacity. The Note 20 Ultra starts at 128, where the Note 10 Plus started at 256. So there's some conversation to be had there. Uh, I'm not sure if a lot of people are still using them. Uh, More than likely, at least from the enthusiasts and reviewers, they're more than likely using the Note 20 line, as it would be more of the one they would compare to this year. Uh, But it's definitely very strong. Um, Ujjal is saying, hey, how are you doing? Hi, man, how you been? Uh, (laughs) your t-shirt is dope I appreciate it man of course as usual ultra instinct all the way Goku and I don't think you guys could see it there's also a Goku right there there's always a Goku sitting right there in the back he used to be one of the ones I used to have up here before I decided to go to that dual monitor setup that we have in here Uh, let me see here Um, have you had any updates (laughs) for haven't had that much updates going on uh, as of yet um Okay, we'll do one last one here. Uh, Michael Pepper Tech. Uh, the One UI 3.1 update for the Tab S7 Plus dropped today. Oh, you say today, my friend. Okay, okay, hold on a second. Hold on. I don't have to go too far to double check and see because I've been waiting for that update and I would love to be able to see how those uh, those improvements are done here. The 3.1, because I heard it was 3.0. So let's see here. Uh, Let's see here. If it is here, man, you're gonna you're gonna make me do an update in the middle of my live stream, and I really shouldn't be doing that. Let's see here. Okay, real quick. Down, software. Let's do this. Let's do this. Ah, are we gonna win? Please. Oh, it is here. The update is here. It is downloading right now. Android three one UI three point one upgrade Android eleven. Oh, OK, OK, I am going to pause this. I'm not downloading it because I'm doing the live stream. And you know what happens every time we play with it. So I am going to put this on the side. But thank you, Michael. I really, really appreciate it. Um, uh, functional for PCs, been using it uh, with my decks on my uh, from my Note20 Ultra um, as a display. And it comes in handy for shared photos, uh, Share again, for shared phone data. Absolutely. Michael, thank you very much for the little, uh, little bit of a tip there because I did not realize it came. It's been released in certain markets, but I've been waiting for it to come out on the on the Tab S7 Plus. Um, regional restriction frustration. Um, Juan and I are both stuck in that whole regional frustration. Uh, the U.S. because it was the last. I think we were the last market to get the Xperia 1 Mark II released, you know, officially. Um, the updates are kind of working against us. So we're probably not going to see Android 11 on the Xperia 1 Mark II for some time. I'm hoping I'm hoping that it comes out in February. I heard somewhere that it was between January and February for us to get it. So January is pretty much done. I'm hoping for February. That's the best thing we could do. Uh, I would love to be able to get the 4K 120. That, that feature came with Android 10 on the Xperia 5 Mark II. But for some reason, I think for us on the on the one mark, too, we're not getting that unless we get Android 11. So we'll see. Joey B is jumping in there. Uh, uh, Let me see here. I think. okay. I think. I am very behind. I am totally way behind, guys. I know. I know. Um, Let me double check here. Uh, Okay, so. uh, uh, let me see here uh the lg music player was awesome when lg had a f- <laughs> uh daniel daniel bemis i i love i <laughs> i didn't see that one <laughs> that joke just took me that took me that took me by itself there yes no um there is there's many options on the market when it comes to music players. You don't have to use their internal ones. So you don't necessarily have to deal with it. For me, I'm not going to be using uh, Samsung Pay anymore. So for me, I'm not going to see those ads there and the free TV service that they offer there. Honestly, I turned it into the Google Place, uh, the, the Google feed on there, and I don't have to see it. So there are ways to stay away from the ecosystem. Uh, again, having ads, this uh, it just doesn't make sense We we pay through the roof to get the phone, but then we have to do that. Um, Okay, so let's just do this. Uh, I'm realizing it's about an hour and 36 minutes, and I do want to talk a little bit about the N100. Um, About a week ago, about like I think it was on the 24th, OnePlus had uh, a lot of (laughs) everybody jumping in that brings in uh, second screen function. Oh man, okay. I'm gonna as soon as the stream is over today, I am gonna be playing around with that update right away. so first and foremost, the Nord line of devices coming to the US is a big move for OnePlus. Nord is a sub-brand of OnePlus. So if, if you've ever heard me refer to them as this is uh, the N10 or the one uh, the N- the Nord N10 by OnePlus, that's truly the experience you need to look at. It's not 100% OnePlus the way you think if you've used OnePlus in the US of what you see there. So first and foremost, you'll notice is the slider is missing. Uh, some of the, uh, the aesthetics are slightly different and the experience of ColorOS, sorry, not ColorOS, uh, OxygenOS has also changed a little bit. Not all the features are here. Like fanatic mode doesn't really transfer exactly the way we've seen it on other devices. So I was a little bit intrigued. So the first one that we saw and I covered for you guys here in the on the channel was the N10. That was a very nice device. It still is a very nice device, very nicely priced smartphone from OnePlus. Um, That supported 5G. The other smartphone that came out at the same time was the N100. Now, the N100 was starting to sell about $180. It was on sale for $150. So I'm saying this is a $150 smartphone from OnePlus. And how does it so far compare? First things first, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll t- to kind of get things out of the, out of the door. Um, it's running a slightly different experience. It does have a fingerprint sensor on the back that is actually quite nice. It is running uh, Oxygen OS. So let's go ahead and bring it in here. And it is running uh, Snapdragon 460. So the processor that we're looking in here is the Snapdragon 460. We have 4 gigs of RAM with 64 gigs of internal storage. But get this, we have SD card support of up to 256 gigs. So we can expand the storage. Uh, we have a headphone jack that actually sounds pretty good. It doesn't seem like it has a dedicated um, DAC built into it. I think it's using the Qualcomm processing on this. And for the most part, with the DRAC, uh, hopefully I'm saying that correctly, the DRAC audio tuning that they have, their built in EQ, it actually does provide us with a decent experience. And again, wired headphones as well as Bluetooth 5.0. So you get those two technologies. Um, the cameras on the back and on the front, this is where it gets a little bit different. We have a triple camera set up in the back, which I really feel is a single camera with two. Augmented cameras, uh, a 13 megapixel primary shooter that gives us the ability of shooting in 1080p, 30 frames per second. That is the maximum you'll get there. And on the front, we have an 8 megapixel shooter uh, that gives us the ability to do in 1080p as well. So 1080p, 30 is the experience you're getting here. There's no 5G, but it's a $150 phone. With the four gigs of RAM and the overall experience uh, that we are getting here with Oxygen OS, this is Oxygen OS 10.0, by the way, not, uh, not 11. Um, it's actually not bad. And lastly, I forgot to say stereo speakers and a 90 hertz refresh rate on a $150 phone. Now, it's not 150 anymore, but let's say 180, a sub $200 phone from OnePlus. This is truly trying to compete with the Pixel 4a. This is really what this is trying to do. It's trying to compete with the Pixel 4a because the Pixel 4a 5G or the Pixel, uh, that one is at 499 The 399 version of the uh, the N10 will compete with that. But from an LTE connectivity, that's what this is trying to hit. And honestly, it's really nice. Large display, big battery, decent speeds on the charging, uh, stereo speakers, SD card support. Um, Honestly, this this may be the silent winner, really, when it comes down to Nord uh, devices in the U.S. If you're looking for a decent phone with a really, really reasonable device with a good experience. Now, you're not going to be getting all the updates that you typically get with OnePlus with the two update software. So I think the best that we can expect here is probably Android 11 at some point when that comes out. Uh, but I think overall, it's a good experience for what they're offering. I'm really happy, and I and I mentioned this to Juan Carlos on on Thursday. And I like, um, I was actually somewhat more excited about the N100 than it was with the S21 Ultra, because I felt like where the N100 was giving me more for what I was paying for the S21 Ultra, for some reason, I felt like I was getting less for what I'm paying more for. It, and I'm not trying to put it down. I just that's how the experience was. Uh, let's double check here. I think somebody was asking a question in here. Da, da, da. Yeah, wow. Michael uh, uh, <laughs> Davins. Da, da. um, okay, so that one's answering here. About 10 minutes behind yeah no it's it's a very i want to make sure to catch a lot of the questions and, and i think we kind of wrapped ourselves into the whole conversation of the uh the s21 ultra and so on and those are the things that i kind of i wanted to make sure to kind of cover because there's a lot of concern i mean a lot of people are starting to get their devices if they purchase them or they may be considering them and those are things that you should be aware of before going into it um Oh, here. So Poco M3 versus Nord 100. Ah, that's a tough one. Um, Both are offering us very similar experiences. I feel like um, I I need a little bit more time to kind of say one over the other. Um, I probably would. I need a little bit more time with the cameras to kind of get comparison between the two. I haven't put them head to head. Uh, They're both offering us a very similar experience. Large display, large batteries, uh, great for media consumption. Um, the expandable storage conversation. A lot of similarities between the two, and I feel like, at least in the U.S., it, you can only get one. In the other markets where both OnePlus or the Nord n 100 and the M3 are available, that becomes more. Sorry, more of a conversation. I feel like it's a good one, definitely. Um, we'll have to definitely check it out there. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, the the X3 NFC is also about 200. So the pricing are starting the job. right now absolutely so quan' jumping in Swan bagnell is jumping in with this one a hundred percent 100 Nord coming in and I and I feel like they did it in the right way they're they're really giving you that that surprise experience where you're getting it for 150.'m I'm, I'm truly so the previous the 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 last the, the last one that I had that was in that price range that I got that was technically a brand new phone on T-Mobile was the Revel 4 Now, the Revel 4 is not trying to be a flagship. It's not trying to be a very, you know, like all out there and so on. But that smartphone has a MediaTek processor and it sells for 125 bucks on T-Mobile today. You can pick that up today. Um, That experience for me there was a very much, I felt the experience was very much tailored. Uh, They chose a very, uh, not necessarily power efficient, it was a very power efficient MediaTek processor that wasn't really trying to push the limits of the device. And for 125, you couldn't really ask for much. You wanted it obviously just to boot up, give you daily activities, and just be an overall general device to use without necessarily looking for any kind of exceeding, exceeding features to jump on. the OnePlus Nord, the N100 for me felt like the, like seriously, like almost like a $250 to $300 phone in a $180 experience. I'm not sure if they're still selling it at a loss or it's a truly a market adjustment, but for a first series of N- N100 and N10 from Nord, they're both great selections you are not going to be disappointed in either one if you're considering either one as a smartphone uh, the n100 and the n10 both are available on t-mobile so you're able to pick them up as a carrier brand you may be able to even get them for free depending on if you're signing up so there's going to be deals and options there that's what i like about those options um but initial impression, seriously though, with the N100 right now, um, audio tuning is pretty decent. If you're using a headphone jack, if you're using stereo speakers, you have 90 Hertz refresh rate. Again, a lot of these things that we don't see in that price point at 179 or even at 150 are in the N100 from OnePlus. So uh, check it out. I Definitely, if you're considering it, this is definitely one of those nice wins to have. And, and Juan and I are definitely, uh, we've talked about that in the past on, on the show with the best of our week. Um, so I wish that the N10 had six gigs of RAM, but all of uh, but all of those specs are pretty awesome for under two hundred dollars. The picture, uh, the pictures uh, hopefully are uh, better and uh, than the Moto G line. And I think that's one of the other things you have to keep in mind. It's the compromises, right? Uh, one of the being ma- the main decisions, or I'd say tailored decision here, is that we have a thirteen megapixel sensor here. That's the primary sensor. That's the best sensor on this thing. Um, it is on the back, which obviously is where you'd want the best sensor to be. And I feel like they complemented it with two other sensors just to say that we have two other sensors. But realistically, think of it as a 13 megapixel back shooter and eight megapixel front facing shooter. Um, and I'm going to post some more pictures. So if, you, if you're if you not following me yet, check it out on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm going to be posting some pictures from the N100 very, very soon. I'm trying to produce a lot more content kind of going out. I pushed out the the little bit of a short this morning with the unboxing, the how quickly can I unbox two Samsung Galaxy S21 phones and finish a video. And literally 60 seconds is where I was able to get to, which for me, I think I could have done it in less, but I actually wanted to make it fit 60 seconds. So let's just say that. There's not a, there's not much there to talk about when it comes to the unboxing. And I feel bad that we're getting there. Um, the Apple Reno 5 Pro. Uh, so uh, uh, Pri- Prithi pretty, pretty, uh, is pretty, uh, saying, saying uh, what about the OPPO Reno 5 Pro? The Reno 5 Pro did, so they're using the same processor as the V40, right? The 1000 plus. Um, uh, overall performance on the smartphone with color os 11.1 which is also a new feature there's a few little things in there very surprising very reasonable Uh, the cameras are decent and i'll say that meaning if you're using the primary sensor you're going to get the best experience there Uh, there's a few modes that they added in there as well in the camera with the ultra sturdy pro and so on Uh, but i feel like some of their main performances may need a few couple a little bit more on the on the uh, optimization but in good lighting honestly and Uh, At the end of the day, what I would also say a lot of us uh, need to keep in mind, um, cameras on smartphones are not trash. They're actually good tools to use to take images with them. As users, as the artist, as as the person using the device, we need to get a little bit more comfortable with not just basically getting a phone and pushing a shutter button. We need to truly understand what the sensors are capable of providing us, what they're able to do. So the uh, the Reno 5 Pro has some decent sensors on them, and they're able to do quite well. Uh, it may take you a second to basically, you know, compose your your uh, your subject, compose the actual image that you're trying to put together. But I feel like you really need to appreciate what they have done there, and I feel like Oppo did a really nice job with the Reno. And Reno is going to be kind of like what the Nord is to OnePlus. Reno is essentially a, uh, a sub brand of Oppo that is dealing specifically with that level of experience. and I think the Reno Five Pro is a very good. Uh, if you're considering it, it's definitely a very nice processor. Uh, the one thousand plus from MediaTek runs very, very nice. Uh, I would compare that to roughly about what the eight fifty five uh, plus is on Qualcomm. If you're used to, if you if you've ever used a phone that you're trying to compare, like how to do, how does it compare to Qualcomm? It's around the eight fifty five or so. Uh, let me see. I haven't i haven't done as much of a deep dive on the on the s21 uh, cameras yet uh, to see any any issues yet but i I am, I am working on that part as well uh, it, if I've only had it for a couple of days and I'm like I said it's been kind of an experience trying to get everything set up uh okay let's see here uh, is it really good phone no. Uh, Bazaar, yes, the Note Ten, uh, the Note Ten Plus is definitely a very nice one. If you're able to get one at a decent price, it, you're you're not going to go wrong, and it should be receiving the latest update from Samsung as well. Um, why does the S Twenty One Ultra so cheap at Samsung and comes with a two hundred dollar free accessory Samsung three? Um, okay, so. What Bazaar is referencing here essentially is Samsung was giving pre-orders, the ability of getting a credit when you're buying the phone from them on their website. It's not really a cheap thing. So what they're doing is they're giving you a credit at their store and only their store to use it on their accessories. So in a certain way, it's really more trying to sweeten the pot so that you don't feel so bad paying so much money for it. Uh, the $200 that you're referencing is only available on the S21 Ultra. If you drop down in in specifications, meaning the plus or the standard S21, that credit drops with it as well. Um, it's an incentive for people to pre- pre-purchase. There may be a possibility. What happens is that at, in about a month or so, the price drops. And how do you feel about that situation? So I think at that point, that's really what they were trying to uh, give you there. Um they do that every once in a while. They sometimes in the past used to give you free things. Now they're just giving you money to spend on the accessories. It's a nice way to make things easier on you if you're considering upgrading. Um, and it's just not a bad experience. It's not. There's no catch in a, in a way other than you're out the door first. So if you if there is a catch to be said or somewhat of a concern is that if they drop the price, that's going to be where you are not able to take advantage of it. So if they drop the price in a month and you just bought the phone a month ago, you're not going to feel too bad because you got that two hundred dollars or so. If, if hopefully you get you get what I'm trying to say. Uh, uh OK, so Juan Carlos is jumping the S- uh, <laughs> An S, Snapdragon 855, barf, man. Uh, <laughs> that chip can't even boot Android anymore. It's so old. Oh, my God. You're so right, man. I, I don't know how we actually even... Sur- how, how did we even survive with the S20, with the 855? I mean, that thing was barely even able to, to, to even boot. Just even getting into the, uh, the boot up screen. Uh, <laughs> um. One kind of obviously, uh, obviously a joke, uh, and of course Twitter will break on that one. Uh, always, always going to be interesting. Let me see here, Greg, uh, uh, Davin Davis. A few, I have, I have a few Snapdragon eight fifty five. Um, yeah, no, no, a- absolutely. The eight fifty five is extremely que- uh, quite, we- uh, quite well equipped. Que- that was a bad one was a, a very well-equipped processor to handle everything that we need to throw at it, even in 2021. So, uh, what MediaTek's performance is providing us here is a more tailored experience. It's still a 2021 chipset for the 2020 chipset for them. But the goal that it's trying to give us is that it's going to be more uh, priced at a better a better category for OEMs and ODMs to use into their smartphones as to bring down the prices for mid midrangers and devices like that. I don't think the Reno 5 Pro will be considered a flagship smartphone from Oppo as they're probably going to go with the 888 as they indicated for the Find X series. But the Reno is known for this. We've seen Reno devices come with 7 Series uh, from Qualcomm and we've also seen them come with MediaTek. The experience, realistically, you wouldn't know it if you if you didn't go into the specifications and saw it. That's the, that's what I'm trying to um, help you with. It's better than the seven series from the 765 because in the processing power, it's considered to be equivalent to the 855 plus. So just that's the category. And, and Juan is, of course, just jumping in with a with a nice little joke as well. A typical what we have. Uh, and yeah, again, Greg has a very good point. He loves his Pixel Four XL, and, and still a beast. The eight, you know, there's no problem with the eight fifty five at all. And I think if I'm not uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the uh, if uh, Greg uses the Pixel 4 XL as his webcam when he's doing his live stream, when he's doing the mods and so on on his channel. So if, if that's something that you're interested in, definitely check it out. Uh, but also understand that I've started to use my smartphones as a webcam when I'm doing my live streams for uh, on Twitch. So if you guys are on Twitch and you're following us here, as you know, um, I'm a big Warzone fan. And I try to do more live streams and I finally have a good setup where network connection, I'm hoping, stays well. And if you guys probably noticed, this entire, so far, entire stream, we haven't had one hiccup. So that's very, very nice. Uh, Let me see here. Uh, Let me see here. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Here it is. Uh, So we have to, under okay, the... The so pretty uh, uh, pretty uh, saying is saying you know, but the camera here we have a two megapixel depth sensor. Uh, depth sensors by definitions are not cameras, right? So they're not there to take a picture. They're there to provide a two point reference for the camera system. So what it's really doing is uh, it's a point of reference where the main sensor points from this angle and this depth sensor points at the same uh, right after. And what the depth sensor is trying to do is trying to basically give us that nice bokeh effect. So essentially it's just a, the, the, uh, Ever so nice, smoother transition. And because they're using two points of reference, they're, they're trying to make it better so that you have better images from the back when you're trying to do a portrait imagery or even video because that was the other thing. They included a lot of new optimizations when it comes to the filters. But I wouldn't really buy the phone thinking saying, okay, well, this has a two camera. Two megapixel sensors are uh, like depth sensors and telephoto or macro sensors that are in the independent sensors are added there I really feel like it's just to be able to, to claim the number of sensors in there. And most of the time, you're going to be relying on the main sensor anyways. What you're getting with the Reno 5 Pro is a really good main sensor. And you're not going to be disappointed when it comes to that experience. The things that I'm, I was talking about more is about the focusing level and the just learn some of the additional features that you get with most of your smartphones to get the best experience. They're not all just a point-and-shoot type of an experience, although they do a good job, there are many options that you're able to customize to get a better experience there. Let me see here. Uh, The Reno 5 Pro overpriced, it depends on the market that you're in. You're right. Uh, I'm not 100% sure if it's considered to be super overpriced, but it is supposed to be the best Reno that they offered. And I feel like, if I'm not mistaken, they offered the Reno 5 and the Reno 5 Pro. So those are the things you always have to kind of keep in mind. And my hope, obviously, if you wait a little bit, the pricing will start to drop. Maybe there'll be more uh, promotions and so on. Um, but with that being said, um, I realized that it is literally at a one hour and 55 minutes. Uh, Oh, Mark's asking here, uh, TK, should I buy a note 10 plus for 600 bucks? I think it's a great deal. Um, I think if I'm not mistaken, 600 bucks for the note 10 plus, uh, actually, no, think that back. No, it's a note 10 plus it's not the standard note 10. So you'll have the higher storage, the bigger display SD card support S pen support. As long as it's in good shape, I think it's a good deal. Yes um if you're able to work it with the price if it's on a uh, like an uh, obviously swappa or something like that ebay or whatever i would work it a little bit but definitely check it out uh but yes uh it is that time of the day at <laughs> that time of the day time of the time of the show uh where we get into our tk section. um i don't want to let the obviously i'm very we're very much into this conversation It's a very very engaging conversation i want to say thanks to everybody um but i wanted to go ahead and take a chance uh yeah, so uh, my tech reviews are jumping in with it. a depth sensor is doing what the f stop is doing for the idea for the DSLR mirrorless cameras does exactly it's trying to give it uh, more ability of actually having better information to process these images and give you better better images. Uh, but it is that time of the day, as usual, or a time of the show where we have our TKception. So I would ask for everybody in the chat, if you can, please go ahead and drop us your TKception uh, hashtag so we can start the show. Well, not just start the show, but yeah, kind of get it, get it going. Um, let me double check here. Ta-ta-ta. Okay, so we're going to start off with Matt Tyler, as usual, our Mr. Hashtag the Hammer, Matt. I think we need to kind of give him the the new the, the new crown, or not the crown, the new title. Uh, but let's go ahead and do one, two, three, and yay! <laughs> I did it. I did it a second too early. We did it too early. Um, I want to say thank you very much. Of course, to everybody. Thank you to Matt Tyler for everybody in the chat as well. Um, thank you, DT as always hashtag TKR, uh, TKception, hashtag TKR Bay, uh, Greg as well, uh, always big supporter of the channel. Hey, bud. Um, and Davin Davis, uh, as as always, TK, TK and Juan after dark. Stop asking for that man. I don't know. Juan didn't say yes. Uh, and of course, Chemi Torres uh, helping us here with the chat as well. Uh, Rolando is asked also in the comment. I think I missed clicked. Uh, so that was AR nineteen eighty as well as Rolando. Uh, Chemi jumping back with it, uh, and everybody of course that jumped in and helped us uh, make this conversation a very nice and very engaging conversation. Uh, today's chat, for sure, we definitely uh, did. I would say a very nice uh, collaboration with all of you guys hanging out with us, uh, chatting, talking about the concerns, the things that are going on with the Samsung Galaxy S21 of devices, a line of them. Um, if you're considering to buy a Galaxy S21, make it uh, make it your goal to study or at least do a better uh, see exactly what are you what are your benefits and what are the things that you're losing, and if you're okay with that uh, combination. Um, Keep in mind the storage capabilities, you cannot change it. So if you're going to pick it up, pick it up at the right storage level. And if you have a charger from a previous smartphone and you're thinking of buying the S21 and your previous device isn't an S20, keep in mind that you're going to have to buy a charger or... If you have any kind of gang or basically a PD charger, like power delivery, they're supporting. Uh, so you should be able to actually use any uh, power delivery charger, not necessarily a uh, Samsung's one. So like an Anker or an Aki or anything like that for off of Amazon, much cheaper and definitely maybe even have more uh, performance, per, uh, better performance than what you're getting there. Um, today, yes, no, Aditya, I totally with you. Uh, I saw the same thing. No connection dropout. I think we have a right combo or I have the system set up in the right way. And the problem was more than likely my router. The router that I was using previously um, had some issues where my home internet connection was a Wi-Fi issue, which means I was just too far. Um, and now we fixed the distance and I realized the Wi-Fi router needed to change. So I think that the stock one that comes from my, my provider has some concerns uh, or has some options in there that are turned off or something, I don't know. Uh, but with that being said, I hope you guys are doing great. I hope you guys have a great rest of the weekend. Um, it is again the last weekend in uh, January, so that today and tomorrow. Uh, and I hope you guys definitely have a much better time. Uh, spend some time with your family. Stay safe. Be safe. Uh, use your tech to augment and improve your life, because that's the whole point of using our tech. It's not there just to sit. Let it be part of your life for me uh i am excited because i'm gonna get a chance to check out what you know the one ui uh, 3.1 optimizations are done to the tab s7 plus which to me is a surprising factor because this is 3.1 not 3.0 um so with that being said i am going to unlock my phone uh, my tablet let's go ahead and do this if we can get the fingerprint to read and i'm going to go ahead and say download now we're going to leave that there um i bid you adieu good night good evening um Take care. Be safe. I'll see you guys very soon. Thank you to Aditya, I.R., um, Greg, Matt Tyler, Eljosa, uh, Dominic, uh, Dominic Juan, of course, as well. Uh, Marilyn, of course, as usual, I do apologize. That I didn't catch yours, Marilyn. Thank you very much. I always appreciate it. Chemi's in the comment as well. Uh, Rolando, uh, everybody that took time out of their day to spend it with us and hang out with us. I'll see you guys next week. Take care. And again, thank you very much to everybody. Bye bye for now.